0: Today on the Gopher Bronze podcast, the guys get together on a Saturday to debrief from the Game Awards 2022. They're going to talk about what was announced, what was discussed, what was awarded. There could have been a famous face or two there. I'm looking at you, Al Pacino. You have stolen my dreams. Ace is in a New York state of mind more details on that and more here are the guys
1: hello and welcome to the gopher bronze podcast i am joel one of your co-hosts and as always with me is my co-host hetero life partner mark ace acevedo
2: (laughs) yo we're here with episode nine how's it going
1: episode nine on us it's a rare occurrence we're recording on a saturday morning but that's because you know we had so we had to cover a very special event the game awards happened uh this thursday so it had delayed our recording schedule but we're still here for you every single week and mark what uh what traveling have you done recently
2: yeah so yeah the the game awards is yeah that was sick we got a lot to talk about with that and then Right before, so this is what I'm saying now is going to be related to the traveling. So I just, okay, <laughs> I just had a, right before we started recording, somebody knocked at my door, and I went to go get it, and it was a package. And my job had sent me these pint glasses that are like maps of where we live, which is pretty cool. But the travel thing is that my job wants me to go to New York next month. Oh, shit, uh, the first week of of next month, so I'll be in New York the first the first week, and I'm excited about that. Oh,
1: shit, that's fire. You like, yeah. Obviously, it's a work trip, but are you going to yeah. go with, with, with Liz, or are you just going by yourself?
2: Liz is interested. Liz is interested. If she can go, she's going to try to tag along, but yeah, they that's told fun. me that on Friday, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool.
1: How many days? I think it's four days. Oh, shit, are you going to go during, like, a weekend, or is it, like, Monday to Thursday, or something like that?
2: I'm not sure yet, so I don't know, like, the exact itinerary, but I know the days that I'm supposed to be at, like, the New York office. Oh, shit. So, could you
1: possibly transfer to New York and you move to New York?
2: I could go, yeah, I could go anywhere. Oh, shit. You yeah, it it can go everywhere. Yeah, it doesn't matter too much where I am. I, I can be be anywhere, which is cool.
1: That is kind of fire.
2: Yeah, so I'm excited for that.
1: Damn, that's really fucking cool. Um. Damn, but, that blows my story out of the water for my week for my it's weekly. Not, it's, just it's just it's
2: just what's happening. This is, you, you know. Are you excited about that? Yeah, I mean, well, so okay, the first are thing. Are you gonna have time to do fun shit? Yeah, 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 for sure. It, okay. It'll it'll happen right after all of the fun stuff, but then also with my job, I am fortunate enough that they give me a lot of time off for the holidays. So starting in late December, I have 11 days straight off Jesus just because guys. it's like that's their holiday break. But then the day like the day that the holiday break would end is the day they want me in New York. So it'll Ooh. be like a big December break. And then I would go up there. Is that a company wide
1: thing that it shuts down for 11 days for every single department? Or is it yes. just your department?
2: Company wide. Company wide, they do a holiday break. And then July 4th, it's that first week of July is a summer break.
1: Damn, I'm gonna, I might I might have to be tripped, to jobs because that, <laughs> that sounds that sounds fucking fantastic. Yeah, but, it's uh,
2: really nice, and it's not PTO. It's like you're – it's just part of it. It's just
1: part of it. You get paid also for yeah. those week. Th- oh yeah, yeah, my yeah. god. Yeah, so, so it's,
2: good. it's good stuff.
1: I'm out here slaving away for what. <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. I mean, you're doing good.
2: We're having a good time.
1: We're having a great time, especially here on a Saturday where I don't have to work it. That's the best time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, it, what's what's going on here with the, you're hearing scary anecdotes? What's going on? So,
1: my job, my coworkers. workers uh, I heard a scary anecdote about PS5 availability. So, uh, what? It, it's literally the horror story that everybody pictures where it's like, oh, this guy was like oh i saw a ps5 first of all rookie mistake this guy said oh i saw a ps5 at best best the other day i'm going to go on my lunch break to get it hey as soon as you see a ps5 in the wild if you're looking for it you fucking snag it this shit's not going to be there but he was like all right i'm going to go on my lunch break he's like wish me luck and i was like yeah whatever i've i knew 1000% that that ps5 was like already snagged cuz that shit's like in the wild there was also it's at the Best Buy that where we got our MW three midnight launch. That area, and that's like, as you know, a very highly populated area. A PS five won't last. I'm again, like I'm, I was like, bro, why did you not just fucking buy it? Throw it on a credit card, you know? Say la vie, think about it later. But then he went to go get it. Obviously, it wasn't fucking there. And then he and then this is the horror story that that Sony would hate to hear. But they were like, he was like, oh, well, they had a bunch of Xboxes, so I just got a Series S for two fifty, and I was like. I was like, and he was happy about it. You know, I'm not trying to be a dick and shit on him and be like, oh yeah, you got a fucking shitty ass series. S. like, what do you? He's like, I got Game Pass. I got the Halo Chief Master uh, Chief Collection. I'm playing the new Halo 5 Infinite. He's like, it's amazing. And then this is where like, I like to dive in. Mark understands this too when you're like very knowledgeable about a specific topic, you don't want to just like full on go in and be like major dick mode and be like, I know this much about games and or music or movies or whatever. You kind of gauge how you feel. So I was like, I was just kind of just like, Oh yeah. Like what else are you looking forward to playing? Uh, Harry, he's interested in a Harry Potter game. First of all, didn't even call it Hogwarts legacy red flag. Then another red flag is like, Oh, he's like, I'm thinking about getting the deluxe edition. I mean, It's like, you know, I get a few cool little add-ons and then I also get three days early access and I'm like, oh my God, this is literally like, this is why companies do this shit. Cause like fucking the 70% do buy these stupid $10 upgraded deluxe editions with shitty ass add-ons and three days early access. Like, right. You waited a year or three years for this game. Like you can't wait three more days, but and then another thing that another the final red flag where I was like, God, this guy's a f- certified normie. He's like, Oh yeah, I can't wait for the new Skyrim. And I was like, It's the new Elder Scrolls. I'm like, Can yeah. you pl- can you please I, I in my mind I I saw I I I I was like, Man, I wish Mark was here because he would have been like, Oh my god, the new yeah, Skyrim
2: in public situations like that, I can't hold it. I can't. I wouldn't be able to control myself with that, especially. Mark is,
1: yeah, he, he, I'm much better at like putting on a front and being like, "Yeah, I can like feed into the bullshit." Mark, but like his face just says it. He's just like, "You're a fucking dumbass."
2: Yeah, that would have been hard. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot to dissect there. I mean, keep going if there is more, but there's a lot. That that was the end of it.
1: That was the end of it. Then we started talking about this shit. And then I was kind of just like, I was going to ask him what his favorite game was, but I was like, I don't want, I don't want to hear this answer. It's going to be some dumb shit.
2: Yeah. His, his favorite one's probably like the third Skyrim, you know, (laughs) I think. So with that, with the PlayStation stuff of him, like going in and getting an Xbox and being happy, I don't really know if we need people like that on PlayStation anyway. He can go ahead and enjoy it. (laughs) That's okay. I think it's kind of interesting to think about how somebody could even go in and just be like, okay, well, I'm getting something next gen and I'm still happy and excited about it. Like those are two very different things. They're competing, but they are very different machines you're not yeah. getting even close to the same kind of games on either of them so I mean I guess good for him that he got something but like to come back and 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 to be like yeah you know it's it's cool I get the Harry Potter game and the next Skyrim is yeah I mean it's cringy to hear for sure
1: and then also I mean I mean this ties into like a recent this is I don't I don't this wasn't we didn't talk about this in the news or it wasn't written up but like a lot of people were upset with Microsoft's like literal no show at the game awards and having the kind of no announcements at all. And then Phil Spencer came out, like I think either today or Friday saying, Oh, we have a, we have lots of games coming and we got our own event to plan with a bunch of announcements. It's kind of just like, it's like he bought this console and he's like, I looked at the first parties. I looked on the Xbox things and they got so many things coming. And I'm like, okay, all that shit is Bethesda shit. Cause outside of, outside of Bethesda, everything else is, First of all, um, what was the quadruple A game? The Initiatives mm, game? That was, was Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark. I mean, where, where is that going? Remember, they need the Square Enix's help to finish that up. And then Rare's just making Sea at Thieves endlessly. And then obviously Bethesda and then with Activision, I guess those are technically all first party games for them if the Activision deal does end up going through. But it's like, I don't know what games he was talking about. He was like, oh yeah, I got so many games coming up. And then I was like, yeah, Redfall's that is from Bethesda that is like arcane those are people that made Dishonor he's like yeah I was like I've never played those I don't even know what those are and I was like Jesus
2: Christ that's not too surprising those I would say are smaller titles I think they're big when we cover them because they're normally very well received but I don't know how many people actually play those and even if they play them how many of them beat them I know, but
1: in my mind, I'm like, if you care about games, like you know Arcane Studios, you know, this, like I, we, we, you've, you've only played Deathloop and beaten Deathloop. I mean, you played the other Arcane no, I've, games. I finished Dishonored. You okay? You have been Dishonored. I've beaten Prey. Like we've dabbled our toes, but like you just kind of like you, we know studios that even have things we don't play, but still, it's just kind of. It was like, it was weird having a conversation with somebody because I really only talk to you about games and it's kind of weird having conversations with people about subjects. I usually only have conversations when you're talking to like another knowledgeable person and it's like, I got to like literally like dumb myself down because I can't like go full on nerd and be like, oh yeah, that studio, this producer. Yeah.
2: Talking with the head asses. Also, I want to say that I didn't interrupt you. I let you say it. But when you, you said you mixed dabbling with dipping a toe in and you said dabbling our toes. That's a weird saying.
1: When did I say that? I don't you said
2: know dabbling that. our toes in when we play, like, uh, arcane games. Oh, dipping our toes. My dipping bad. our toes, yeah. Or dabbling <laughs> in. You just combined them. It's kind of hot when you
1: think about it. A little dabbling a little toes. You, playing,
2: you play the games with your feet on the controllers. That's what the accessibility controllers for. The... Uh, <laughs> the uh, Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. When you're you're talking to certain people, you have to dumb it down with game stuff. My thing, or one of my biggest pet peeves is when I talk to people about games and I am making sure that I'm letting them say what they want to say and I'm not being annoying about anything, but when they act like they're, like, really knowledgeable on what they're talking about, and I'm like, homie, like, I, the number one thing is just play games. I think is the first thing. If you want to say you know X Y Z about games, I'm gonna ask you what have you played, what have you completed. If you tell me that you haven't played anything, then I'm immediately not gonna listen that much because it doesn't seem authentic. And a lot of times the information is incorrect anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and no, then that- I
1: also I also mentioned the Dead Space remake, and he was like, oh yeah, I never played those either. And I was like, bro, this guy's just.
2: Well, some people hop in at different points. It's okay to miss out. It's okay to miss out, but yeah, there there are certain things that are just plainly incorrect. Like Mm -hmm. if you miss a generation, that's not necessarily their fault. Some people haven't always been into gaming, but to say that you're waiting for like the next Skyrim, yeah, I mean, it's, it's Elder Scrolls. But then again, that's also us probably enjoying listening to it and being like, I can't wait to tear this to shreds.
1: Yeah, I, I was just listening to you too. I was like, yeah, 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 keep on saying this. I can't wait to r- rip you a new one. But uh, yeah, yeah other, other than that, uh, that's, I was just kind of just how life's been. How's life been for you this past that's, week?
2: It's been good. I think continuing on with this, it's interesting to see some, like, I know that everyone is entitled to their own opinion about everything and with games specifically too, but I want to go ahead and segue into what we're playing. Okay. And with this, talking about people having different opinions, I've seen, because I was like... So, first of all, what I'm talking about is with the Game Awards, they released a forespoken demo. This demo is on PS5. It's a vertical slice of the game. It is a small section of the open world, and it gives you a couple of objectives to do. And, yeah, it's like 30 gigs, but it's not that much of the game. It takes about an hour to complete... What I'm mainly talking about here is while I was playing it, personally, I thought it was so bad that no. I went to the internet and I was like, let me see. Like, I, like everybody else has got to hate this too, right? And that wasn't the case. I saw a lot of people that were like, this is excellent. I will be purchasing this. And I was shocked at that. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was really bad. I'd like to hear what, what you think and then I can then I can maybe rattle off some details on the things that I'm like, this is how um, much did you
1: play of it? Uh, when I, right, right before we hopped on, I hit a save on the game. I think I was at 35 minutes. Okay. So like a little bit halfway through. Um, I don't like, I don't like the vibe of the game. Like the characters talk too much. And I think it's just cause I don't like the characters. It's like it's trying to do like a little bit of like a God of War Mimir thing with like I, I believe it's like your the blade thing that gives you power the gold band that wraps around you speaks to you while you're fighting and then for me that just didn't really hit in the same way that I thought it would because like I really like that in God of War especially when you know Mimir is giving you insight on the world and stuff like that but this is kind of just it feels like a cheap ripoff of that. The combat, I did like, though. So this is where I was kind of like waiting to talk to you about this is where I, I feel like I'm in between. You clearly didn't like it. I don't think it's excellent. I don't think it's, ex- I don't think it's close to anything being excellent. I think playing this demo, I can see it probably in the 70 to 78 range for Metacritic at best. But it's kind of a – it reminds me of a lot of Square Enix games that are being released recently that are not Final Fantasy games where it's – they have cool combats – they have cool combat systems, but the worlds are very empty. That was one thing I'd noticed. I was like, damn, this world is empty. The game does not look good, like, at all. Like, it looks like an early PS4 game. Like, yeah, it looks like an early PS4 game. And then I thought about, oh, let me try ray tracing in uh, the quality mode to see if it looks better. Uh, it looks a little bit better, and then it runs at, like, sub-30 frames. So... And the performance mode, I think, is targeting 30 or 60, and it barely gets to 60. It dips. It's, I feel like it fluctuates in that 40 to 60 range. So it's not really running well. I understand this isn't a demo. This is not the full game. But if you're going to give me a vertical slice of the game, it should be. It should run well. It's only fucking an hour you're giving me to play with it. But it's definitely not a day one purchase for me. It's like maybe if it goes at a plus extra tier. I might dabble in it or maybe if it's like on sale for like 20 to like 40. I mean, I would have to wait to see reviews, but the story doesn't seem very interesting. The characters are not very interesting. I hate this where like, yeah, she's a New Yorker and this and that. And I'm like, this is like definitely not like a real New Yorker. This is like some like Williamsburg, Brooklyn, like hipster kind of New Yorker thing going on. And I don't know. It, there was a lot of... Th- I was mixed on the game. I did When I was playing the combat and then when I understood it, I thought the combat was a little bit too confusing and there's clearly a better form of the magic. There's like you have these two magic like skills and there's one form that I really like that involved a sword. I don't know if you... Uh, I forgot what it's called. It's like Freyr's magic, which I hate. Like They're using a God of War-like names. I don't know if it's a direct tie to that, but there's like Freyr's magic, which is like projectile kind of stuff and then there's another person's magic that you use, which is more physical the physical like sword damage is like way better than the other like kind of just like shooting out projectiles. But I'm kind of rambling on here. What, what what do you have to say about the game? What do you feel about it?
2: No, you're good. I, I was I was just letting you letting you get through it. I agree because I, I'm I mean I'm going to do the same thing now. You're just passing the baton. I would say I have a lot of things to rip it in half for. Uh, the positives I will say are probably nothing. <laughs> Actually, when I think about it, because the combat, I would like to agree, except for the fact that when you play the demo, it defaults the game to easy. So you're you're playing it on easy, and so the combat feels good because nobody's fighting back. They're like literally just running around, not even damaging you. And so I saw that and I was like, okay, well... Let me bump it up at least to normal Because something we like to talk about here on the show Is a true test of a game's gameplay Is if the difficulty is high How well does it play? Does it feel good? Does it make sense? It fucking doesn't When you put it to normal You die very quickly Like maybe one or two shots Especially there's a boss at the end of the demo That's really frustrating Because you don't have a block ability And you do have a dodge, but your dodge is mapped to the same button as just, like, Assassin's Creed parkour, like, run and hold this button. So while you're fighting, you can dash or, like, dodge out of the way. But when you dodge out of the way, you're pressing the essentially the sprint button, so you end up just, like, flying around. And it's kind of confusing to know where you're going and what... I just
1: want to say one thing while you're talking about the combat. Just to throw this in there. I don't know if you noticed this too. You don't know where you're getting hit from most of the time, I feel like. No, of course not.
2: Yeah. But so you it's can very, keep on going. So it's very unclear. The combat is very disorganized, is what I would say. You've got too many UI elements going on at the same time where they're trying to give you a Devil May Cry score, which doesn't make sense, and then there's numbers flying out of everyone, Except you also when you lock on, it like doesn't auto track the camera. So the combat is really rough, but the combat's about the only thing that it should have going for it. It makes mm-hmm. sense that the combat is rough though, because this is made by luminous productions, which is the people that made final fantasy 15. However, I can imagine cause I played a lot of finals fantasy 15 and that played way better than this did. I would imagine that a lot of those people just left the team cause they were like, well, this isn't final fantasy anymore. So I'm sure it's not the whole same team. Like Joelle said too, the game is extremely ugly. Even when play, we're playing on like beautiful brand new TVs, it should look very good. It is a very ugly game. The character, like her her main character model is very ugly. The lighting doesn't make a lot of sense. And the game is so ugly that Liz was just like walking by and she was like, what are you playing? She sees me play a bunch of old like crappy games. So she's used to seeing that kind of stuff. But when I was like, no, this is like a brand new PlayStation game that is going to come out. PS3. Yeah, that's going to come out (laughs) next month. And that's another thing I wanted to say. I know that it's a demo, but the game releases next month. The game is done. There, a Mm -hmm. month is not enough time for them to change anything about the game. So, people trying to give it some slack, being like, "Well, it's not the finished product." That's that has to be pretty much the finished product. Like they might adjust a couple of things, but I can't imagine they're going to overhaul it that much. Another thing is the menus are extremely ugly and have, like, a fisheye effect. And so when you go into the menu, it's, like, warped and the words on the sides are, like, not fully on the screen. That's just kind of, like, a weird design choice. I don't really understand that. And I guess the only thing that looked cool is, like, her fingernails being related to, like, how she levels up. But besides that, I really didn't I, – I was really surprised how shitty it was. And I think that releasing this demo was probably not a good move. I would imagine that this isn't... Well, that's the thing is I would imagine that this wouldn't inspire a lot of people to buy it. But then I went online and there were a bunch of people like, oh, this is better than I thought it would be. I'm interested, which is a kind of dumbfounding. Like, how could you play this and think this is good? Like, I know there's the, there's the people have personal tastes. But sometimes I like to take the taste stuff away from games and judge them on objective things. Like, from a technical standpoint, what are we looking at here? From
0: Mm -hmm. a technical
2: standpoint, the game looks like shit. The game's combat is very confusing. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, The characters are annoying. Well, I guess that's a personal taste thing. But, like, technically it is not a very... And even Mm -hmm. then, you're, you're in a magic like fantasy universe but it is one of the most boring like sections of an open world i could think of it's just like some trees and some rocks and the only thing they try to do to make the game look better is they put like a shit ton of particle effects on any time she does a like a movement you take that away and the game is like completely hideous
1: you know what this game the open world specifically reminds me of i was a english major in college um, and I can't spell for shit, by the way. That's an oxymoron within itself. But I was an English major in college, and I felt like reading appears work, and it became like a game. Like, it's just, like, kind of generic. It's kind of like, like you said, it's just boring. Like, it's just... I don't know how somebody can look at this game. At first, of all, I don't know how Sony looked at this game. It was like, yeah, we need to have this as an exclusive. Like, I was like, you can give this shit multi-platform. This shit can be on Xbox game. This is a perfect Game Pass game. This is a perfect subscription game. Like I don't think that there's like and they're charging seventy for this. Like it's just a lot of bad. A lot of like I'm and I was always you were always ready. You were ready with the guns out. You you kind of saw this coming that this game was not going to be that great. I always was leaning on the fact I was like if the combat is good, then I think that will save it. But everything it's just so boring. It looks like a game that's going to take me fifty hours to beat, and I'm going to be like fucking bored as fuck all fifty hours.
2: Yeah, I, I'd say another thing about it commenting on how you said like i wonder what made playstation want it i think i know what made playstation want it however this is another topic that i'm going to talk about because i'm seeing this more and more and i think some attention needs to be paid to it isn't amy hennig responsible for some of the writing Mm, let me the reason why i I say that that is because i think that's a thing and i think it might just be like oh big name attached we want it I know Gary Whitta from Rogue One is attached to it. I'm having big problems with big name attached to XYZ games, so that means it must be something. Great example of that is Callisto just coming out.
1: Amy Henning is one of the game's writers. It looks like Gary Whitta. Like I said, he wrote Rogue One, the Star Wars movie, which was very good. And then Amy Henning, Allison Rimmer, and Todd Stashwick.
2: Yeah, so I think I think Amy Hennig, that's what I remember when this game was first getting announced was in the in the press releases, it's kind of like, oh, Amy Hennig's, you know, new game. And so PlayStation was probably like, okay, well, big name, let's get that. And mm-hmm. so like I said, we're gonna I this this is a topic that I will kind of continuously come back to throughout the show because there are numerous stories that are written and the way they're written again is people putting too much importance on people's past work. And I think it's important to know that that doesn't always mean that it's going to be great i think the only thing that can really be trusted is when you have a solid team like say you know sony santa monica or naughty dog studios like that or insomniac consistently when they're like on that hot streak of every game is good but when there's a break or it's specific people who leave teams and whatever it's not the same and i think people need to stop acting like it is the same so we saw that with Callisto, where it was like, all right, well, it's Glenn Schofield. He made Dead Space, so it's going to be fantastic. It wasn't. And yeah, I'm sure PlayStation was like, oh, Amy Hennig is attached. It's going to be great. No, yeah. it's not.
1: Yeah, and I also think it kind of take like I think we have to realize more than one person makes a game. There's a lot of other things that go into a game that make it great. So just giving one person all the specific praise and credit, which is i'm gonna i'm gonna call myself out i'm gonna be a hypocrite later on in the show when we talk about some game awards stuff because there's a single person tied to a game that i'm very excited about but that's different i think but we can get to there because you also have like some other opinions maybe possibly about that but most of the time i do think we have to realize it takes more than one person to make a game i think a i think a studio's culture is more important more important than a individual because we've seen naughty dog um Bruce Straley left, I th- I, and I still think Last of Us Part Two is still a f- fantastic, great game. Like, there's not a game like you're going to play like that. Corey Barlog wasn't the ex- uh, the head director on God of War Ragnarok. I think it's great. I think it might be even a little bit better than the first one. So it's not... Old, and we'll see also with Rockstar how this works with their next GTA Six and with the, you know, the... What's the brothers' names, the last names?
2: Mm, How's your... I should know. I think it's the Hauser brothers. I think you're right. But you're also just... You're speaking to the exception of what I was saying. Where I was saying it's the... No, no, no. That's fine. I mean, you're giving great examples, though, where I was saying that the only thing that can be trusted is a team that is consistent. So, like, Naughty Dog, consistent. Santa Monica, consistent. Rockstar, consistent. Even when people leave, those studios are still making great games. I think it would be like, okay, well... The Hauser brother that left, this is his new game. Okay, don't jump on that thinking it's going to be great. That's what I'm saying. But Rockstar's yeah. next game will still be great because it's still Rockstar.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying it's more about the studios than it is the individuals. Yeah, I agree. And the culture that they're able to... And like you said, the consistency. and Like how many great games are you making? Because it takes more than just one person to make a game. Obviously, creative efforts really do matter like i mean there's certain there's certain video game people where like their their mind is great like hideo kojima like we're gonna talk about him later on like anything he touches is going to be interesting at the worst but most of the time it's very like thought-provoking and stuff like that yeah so, that's true I so mean, uh, we can continue talk about what else we've been playing mark or do you have a, do you have something else to say no
2: it's just yeah well we'll return to that i, I was just gonna say that it does seem like sometimes there are the visionaries where people will follow them and then they continue to do great things. And I'm not saying that it's not possible. I'm just saying that we need to temper our expectations when we see somebody attached to something and then immediately think it's going to be great because that's how you get disappointed. And I think people are way too quick to get way too excited for something, especially a game, because like you're saying, it doesn't just take one person. It takes hundreds. Like you can have a good writer, but that's not going to affect the gameplay. That's not going to affect the UI. And there's Mm -hmm. so many elements that go into a game being great, but we can continue with what we're playing. I mentioned, um, I recently also got Sonic frontiers and (laughs) I'm pretty impressed with it. Sonic trending. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Like it's, it's definitely a blend of, you can tell they were like, okay, let's do Sonic, but breath of the wild for sure. There's a lot of things that are similar to it, but I was impressed with how well it, it like Sonic plays and flows in that open world. And the way that it's broken down to play is really fun and really convenient and really good trophy list. It's just basically complete everything. It has a really high platinum rate. It has an 8% platinum rate. And there are Ooh. a lot of people playing it. So, And it performs well. It's got a performance mode, so I have that. So it's at like high frames. And yeah, I don't know. I'm enjoying it. It's it's the best Sonic game, definitely. 3D Sonic game in like the past decade. I have to say that because Sonic Mania was fantastic. But yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I think the combat is good. I think his abilities are interesting. The open world is cool. Yeah, I don't know. It's just pretty solid. Like, I, I kind of like Sonic, which is, I guess, a, a minority or like a kid's opinion. But I, th- I don't know. It's pretty good. I played it being like, this will be okay. I don't think and it's that impressed. much of a
1: minority. Maybe I don't, I don't think know. it's that much of a minority because people do. I mean, people like to shit on Sonic. I know, but I mean, if you, I don't know if you saw this, but apparently from the uh, the fan votes, the game of the year winners are the the two games that took away the 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 votes were Genshin Impact and Sonic Frontiers. Like they out like the fan vote section, they those two games outvoted God of War Ragnarok and Elden Ring, which won the game of the year.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's um, it's good. I, I'll be interested to hear your opinion since Sonic is not something that you're super into or play a lot of them. But I'm still interested to mm-hmm. hear what you think. It has some really good settings too. What I, It has really good gameplay settings. So people who have played like 3D Sonic games before might know that it can be annoying when you're trying to like move him around a world, not a level, but a world. And it's like, oh, he's too fast or he's too jittery. Like it's annoying to control. You have, like, a whole selection of sensitivity controls if you want. You can adjust, like, his top speed. You can adjust, like, how fast does he start running. Like, there's a bunch of sliders for that stuff. And so controlling him feels really good in the open world. And the way that they make, like, grind rails and boosts and all that stuff to get around the world are really cool. And there's, like, always something to do in a really convenient way, like a puzzle or an activity or a collectible, like, along a path. I I don't know. I like it. That's pretty good. So is it more of,
1: like, kind of like a sandbox? You enjoy the the world, but is the story... Like, how relevant is the story? Like, I saw that there was, like, real people.
2: Yeah, story... Well, Which I
1: don't like when Sonic does the real people in the Sonic
2: world. There's no real
1: people. Is there not? I thought I saw a trailer where he's, like, holding a girl and Uh, running.
2: That is probably from an older game. I don't think there are real people. I mean, I I have only finished the tutorial and I've now opened up the world. So maybe I don't know. But the story seems very... Whatever. In a good way. It seems like, oh, you know, small setup, get out there, which I like. So the basis of it is you're on this island called Kronos Island and there are, you finish the tutorial. And then I guess there are five different islands that each have a Titan, like a Shadow of the Colossus kind of Colossus. Mm-hmm. And you complete these hyperspace levels, which are like a traditional Sonic 3D level you complete levels and objectives like uh, puzzles and collectibles and little activities and combat to get gears and stuff to upgrade and like to get emeralds. Mm-hmm. And so you're basically going through these islands, completing the island, getting the emerald, doing the Titan and then like kind of rinse and repeat, but not rinse and repeat as a bad thing. Just like that is the flow of the game. Is it, it's not sandboxy and cause here's the thing. It's not empty at all. Like you can't go three or. four you can't even go, like, five to ten steps without there being, like, three objectives in front of you. Okay. Which is cool, though, because, like, it makes sense if you're going to run fast. Then you can, like, do... You do just a ton of objectives continuously. I don't know. It's very satisfying to play.
1: I've also heard that the side stuff is kind of meaningful because it's, like, death stranding in a sense when you complete stuff, new things appear in the real world so that you can travel faster. And then when I heard that, I was like, ooh, okay, exactly." that sounds kind of fun.
2: Exactly. So, in the in the tutorial you will let's say you finish one section of combat and you do like a puzzle or two puzzles then if you turn around a bunch of grind rails and boosts and everything have spawned in between where you started so now if you want to go back there you just like go really quickly through it and so the as you complete more stuff in the world like you're saying it populates more so you can just move faster and more fluid in it
1: yeah i mean i'm definitely happy i'm definitely excited to jump into it um I'll- I gotta still finish God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, but uh, I, I honestly might just start this too because I might want to just like you know switch it up, something a little lighthearted, something like easy, not heavy. I, it's all like, God of War Ragnarok. Like I'm scared to see the ending because like I don't want the I don't want to like dislike the ending or mm-hmm. like it's like I don't want like I don't want I don't want to pay for my consequences. This is What basically what it is. I procrastinate in real life. Why not do it in video games? But
2: yeah, I feel that. So.
1: I'm, I'm happy that you're having a good time with Sonic Frontiers. I, f- I knew that, I figured that you would really like it because I just heard from, from genuine Sonic fans, which is what you are, that like this is the best open worlds, or not best open worlds, the only one, but the best 3D Sonic in a very long time.
2: I will say that obviously, again, with reviews, people are entitled to their own thing. I think that it getting mostly sevens is kind of ridiculous because when you play it, it's like this is definitely better than just like a seven good. I feel do you like you have that's... a lot of those pop in though. Because I remember when it first launched, do, so maybe there's been maybe there was an update. Or... You do, but they don't affect you. Mm-hmm. Like they pop in, that's true, but it's not like you're going to get to it, and then it's like, oh, it's not there, and it appeared after I got there. That's okay. not how it. We're like, yes, it is definitely true that you do see pop ins. However, there is no loading, and you're in like a giant open world, and there is like a ton of shit loaded in i'm not saying it's acceptable for there to be popping but i'm saying it doesn't affect your gameplay at all okay it doesn't affect frame rate it doesn't affect any of that stuff it's just when you get there it will 100 percent be there but i guess it's also really obvious to notice those things because in a lot of games you'll kind of notice pop in like in the ground like how grass and trees and stuff will load in but this is just a lot more visible because you're seeing shit in the sky up here so, I think mm-hmm. it's a lot more jarring. But, again, I don't think that's enough to be like, okay, well, it's a 7. Like, at least an 8. Like, I feel like that's just because it's Sonic. It's like, it's a 7. Well, it's pretty good. Yeah. And, I
1: mean, also, like, you know, the numbers are whatever. Yeah, the it's numbers really what, are tough. The num- because the numbers, you know, fluctuates. Because that's a 7. closer Protocol's is a 7. Evil West is a 7. But are they all the same quality? No, they vary. You know, some people have different opinions about each of those games. So,
2: yeah, that's I think... True.
1: I think when a game gets a 7 like, that means in the at least in the the IGN scale which is the standard I believe is it means it's good. And I, and I and I don't think a 7 is necessarily a bad thing. Like a game being good is not bad. No. But sometimes people get upset because like I want it to be great. It's an 8. Da, 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 da. So it's just kind of all subjective. I think like either if the game is a 7 that makes me more interested like I like I said with Coloso it getting a seven kind of makes it a little more interesting for me to want to play it. Cause I feel like I get to form my own opinion. Cause I feel like that's like a neutral. Like it's like, yeah, it works and it's good. Now, whether you fuck with it a lot, it's going to lean more towards being like a eight or great game. Or if you think it's whatever, kind of boring and bland and you're going to lean more towards like, Oh, it's good. It's an okay game. So I kind of like, I like sevens. They're, they're interesting. Cause I mean, I think even like Wolfenstein, the first one got a seven, and that, I was like, the f- "That's that's a, a fantastic game." That, but that was also reviewed by Colin Moriarty, who was who was like a, he was kind of harsh on games. Well, yeah, I, I was going like. to say
2: that that well, that was a seven, <laughs> but he he has classically said that he doesn't agree with that. He said that yeah. like he gave that review a seven, but looking back, he would change that. So that that is a specific example. But even then, that's and again, it, it there is going to be so many different version Ryan mccaffrey
1: without alien isolation yeah, also said the same thing too. yeah he
2: gave that a, well he gave that a 5.9 he didn't give that a good Oof. score that had a really rough score but i think i agree in the sense that there is a different you can form your opinion on it when i see a seven i feel like it should just be like the game works in the sense that there's not really any game breaking glitches and it's not that buggy or problematic and they have kind of a clear vision of they want and it somewhat succeeds that I think certain games, of course, a lot of it goes into like how what your expectations are. Like, Callisto being a seven is really disappointing because I expected absolutely nothing less than an eight based Mm -hmm. on what they were showing us, and based on like again, that thing I was talking about with Glenn Schofield and being like, well, it's the team behind original Dead Space, so like, I'm thinking, oh shit, it's going to be great. And then expectations are a little bit too high, even though it did look really good it didn't have those other elements to back it up and pull it through like a story and like originality and stuff like that, which I guess when I say that now I can, I can understand looking at Sonic frontiers just being like, yeah, this is literally breath of the wild with Sonic. So I get that. But breath of the wild was fucking fantastic. So I don't understand why it's not like, I don't know. A seven you always is- get,
1: you always get credit for doing it the first time. Yeah. And then when somebody else does it, then it's like, do something new.
2: Yeah, if it's, which isn't, yeah. it's
1: not bad it's not, no. like again Sonic Frontier is not a bad game which I think is the best case scenario for it because everybody yeah. was ready to like rip it to shreds
2: of course, I agree
1: but uh, yeah we got, uh, have you played anything else this week? you want to talk about any other games you've been playing or you just want to jump into the news?
2: Uh, I've been playing Divine Knockout and I've had a lot of oh, fun yeah. with that how was that? yeah, it's cool, I tra- I described it to Joel as Knockout City with like Super Smash you play as these different like gods from like different mythologies and it's in like a chibi like anime art style, so it looks like all cutesy, but it's like three v three third person combat with like objectives on the maps, but your goal is to either complete the objectives or knock the people off when their percentages or their numbers get high enough, right? They're more sensitive to hits and then they fly off. That's the smash thing. But it feels like knockout city with like the abilities and the 3d look that it has and i think it's really fun i haven't heard anyone talk about it at all it's i mean it's just one of those games like it launched on plus it's free i have nothing invested in it so i'm going into it just blindly and i was like yeah it's pretty fun i'm having a good time with it i mean i was also really fucking good at it i haven't (laughs) lost a single match yet and i'm always the top player on the team so that probably helps too but i thought that was pretty cool. i wanted to give that a shout out i like it
1: yeah, no, that I mean, I would definitely be down to try that, and no, we can. Everybody in our squad has Plus, so they can play it.
2: Well, yeah, and it also has two v two and other modes. Um, if we so if we wanted, we could just play two v two.
1: Yeah, uh, the, these fun little side PlayStation Plus classics, as me and Mike Mark like to call them, when it's like just a free, not free, you know, free in quotes game that just kind of hits. Those 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 PlayStation Plus classics are always fun every once in a while like Fall Guys was that for a little bit that was, we played that for like a t- a tiny bit that was fun Rocket League I'm trying to think was there another PlayStation Plus classic cuz I know Rocket League started the name PlayStation like started up making us was the like was the game that made us make up that like PlayStation Plus Classic thing but was there another game I feel like there was another multiplayer game we enjoyed. I mean I'm
2: sure I'm sure there is I think sometimes we use that in kind of like a a negative way too, because sometimes there. Sometimes, game, yeah, yeah, that will play for like a fucking hour and then never play it again. But sticks, sticks is a PlayStation Plus classic, but not in a good way. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes it happens. It's uh, I don't know. It's fun. It's cool. Yeah. Well, that, that's. I'm glad to hear
1: hear that you're enjoying. I like that you're playing a lot more different games too. That's always fun to hear. Because I'm was just trying. playing fucking God of War Ragnarok like a fucking mainstream bitch. But it's
2: just a long game. That's a... And I I am susceptible to anything multiplayer competitive I like and I enjoy trying because I like competitive stuff but also because I like I get a lot of even though competitive stuff can be quote unquote stressful I get a lot of relaxation knowing that it's like oh I'm just going in for a 10 minute game or a 5 minute mm-hmm. game so yeah. That's why I'm I'm drawn to these kind of things because I'm like it's lo- it's not long term investment so I don't get like stressed out that I'm not like oh it's a big task but yeah it's it's, it's cool but the game awards we got a lot to talk about
1: all right so you, let's let's dive into the jeff keely the or the game awards not game awards the game awards so
2: the game awards 2022 (laughs) the way that we're going to do this is at first i'm going to just rattle off the winners not for every single thing right so i left off like esports stuff like that because i don't really have anything to say i don't really know a lot of those people but Mm -hmm. i'm going to list off these awards and then if we want to discuss them we can and then after that in proper news fashion we'll get into individual announcements and stories and whatnot Sounds good. So I'm just going to rattle this list off and then if we want, we can go back into it. All right. So best adaptation is Arcane League of Legends. Player's Choice Award for Game of the Year was Genshin Impact. Most anticipated game of next year is Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Best multiplayer game, Splatoon 3. Best Sim Strategy Game, Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Which when they were doing that, joel called out three ones in a row that he was like it's gonna be this it's gonna be this it's gonna be this and he got them all right so props to him on that uh best sports and racing game Gran Turismo seven best family game kirby on the forgotten land which i don't think it's multiplayer but okay but i guess that doesn't mean multiplayer right just means like kid friendly family
1: family game as i told jaden beforehand my younger brother family game is the game awards award section where they're like we got to give nintendo an award so we're gonna make the family game award and that always goes to an nintendo game i think it's never not been in a nintendo game
2: yeah okay that's that's what i view it as that's fair for sure so best fighting game multiverses best action game bayonetta 3 best vr ar game moss book 2 best mobile game marvel snap games for impact as dusk falls and then now instead of breaking it up by just single awards i have a couple of games that have won multiple awards so final fantasy 14 won best ongoing game and best community support fucking stray won best indie game and best Clean house best debut indie game god of war ragnarok won best action adventure game innovation and accessibility best performance audio design score and music and best narrative Elden Ring won Game of the Year, Best Game Direction, Art Direction, and Best RPG. Uh, with what I said, I will just start off by saying, obviously, you heard me talk about Stray. I played it, platinumed it. It was a great game. I would give it probably an 8-something, right? 80-something. This is not something that should be winning any awards. That's definitely just like a by-the-numbers, like it took the internet by storm for some fucking reason. Stray is definitely, Stray is like the the equivalent of a music industry
1: plant type of game it had a lot of hype behind it going in it has, it maintained the hype i remember when it first came out it was the number one trending thing on twitter it was just there's something there is something about stray that is very captivating to i guess non-gamers because it is a very simple game you just press x and just you know meow all around and it is it is a cute game i didn't finish it because this the story kind of goes, and it's, it's weird too, because it's a main, it is a mainstream darling. But the story goes kind of like in a weirder place than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a very simple game about, you know, trying to reunite with my cat family, and then it goes this whole other thing, which kind of turned me off to the game. I was like, I don't give a fuck about like saving the world as a cat? It also
2: doesn't. Get resolved in any meaningful <laughs> way, and, and not that again, not that like you're saying, I was going into it expecting, like, oh yeah, you know, reunite with the kitties, what up, where y'all at. But when you get through it, it opens up in ways that doesn't really make sense. But obviously, it's a game, so you're willing to kind of go with it. But still, when you're doing it, you're like, okay, so this means like, does the cat understand? Like like, like does it no, because, yeah, how does a
1: cat know the 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 language yeah. that they're speaking and then translates it
2: into English? Well that's the thing, right? He, the cat <laughs> has like a device that translates what they're saying. But even then, that would assume that like the cat can read and under but anyway, so you do that and then yeah, the story kind of opens up and tries to allude to something bigger, and it made me think of games like Inside and stuff where they're trying to give you some kind of bigger story, but not like inside they didn't it doesn't feel like they knew where they were going with it and then when it ends too you're just like okay what i don't why why did i really do that you don't even get reunited with your cats spoiler that's
1: that's very disappointing because that was i do think though the opening scene is stray fucking perfect i almost
2: cried it's a pretty game
1: yeah when you like leave the cat family it was very emotional you know i I, yeah maybe you
2: don't maybe you don't care
1: Maybe I you're don't. just a heartless motherfucker. Well, because you're the, like, I don't care about cats the way that and I it, don't care about cats like that either. But. but
2: the way that it happens, I'm just like, so you're just a trash cat. Like you couldn't make the jump. That means it's you're not, a trash cat. That is what was, happens.
1: Things happen. OK, it's just things happen.
2: I guess things happen. But anyway, uh, Stray, yeah, great game. But I I am very butthurt because my game of the year, seafood didn't win anything. Even though I it didn't win in a, a single award, a single award, even though it was in a lot of categories, and so I understand that you know it's not just me and the world doesn't revolve around me, but to think that a game like Sifu exists and didn't get a single award and got beat by like Stray, that's one of those things where I think <laughs> about objectively on a technicality, like how can you play both of these games and not understand how much more impressive it is. To make the story and the combat systems and the originality that Sifu has. I think, like I told you,
1: more people 70. beat Stray than beat the 70%, but yeah, more people 70. beat Stray than Sifu. Yeah, Sifu is a
2: hard game. But Elden Ring, that's, uh, some people, it doesn't matter.
1: But some people just voted Elden Ring because they just like to well, hear it. They know like that's what people think.
2: Yeah, that's true. But I don't, like you're saying, yeah, it's just that a lot of people played it. Mm-hmm. That's what it is.
1: But then uh, any uh, the only other thing I would f- kind of want to touch on from the uh, award side of the game awards would be Christopher Judge's fucking speech going on way too long and thinking about it. He definitely had to be like on drugs or drunk or something like he was like kind of, I don't know. I feel like he was a little bit of like an asshat making it about himself, like talking for like, I think like seven to eight minutes. They played the music. He didn't get the hint. And he just kind of kept on going on and on and on and on. And it was like, you know, there were parts of the speech that were sweet. Him talking about his brother changing their life and all that stuff like that. But it's like, hey, it's not his first award. He won it as Kratos in 2018. So you already got your moment to like spill your guts. Like he should be like now at the point where it's like, you know, like a fucking uh, that clip from uh, Mr. Bean when he just like walks up, takes the award. and He's like. Thank you. And then just hops off like a boss. Like yeah. that's kind of like where you got to be at in your career cuz he's now like I mean he's one of the he's one of the renowned voice actors. He's one of the voice actors that like in video games that has a name attached to them like a uh, Troy Baker and stuff like that.
2: I would not say that. I think that because that's like people I think his next game people will be hyped
0: for if well, he's in it.
2: Yeah, they might be excited cuz he's in it, but I don't think that you're going to walk around saying Christopher Judge and people are like, "Oh yeah, that's Kratos." And like because Troy Baker and Nolan North were famous for being so many characters. Now Mm -hmm. Christopher Judge quality wise could be better than a lot if not all. I understand that, but not he's not ubiquitous in the sense that he has so many roles. He's just Kratos for now. That's true.
1: I guess yeah yeah. He wants to be Kratos in real life, apparently, which I think he
2: can do I it well. I think he could totally do that. I'd much prefer him to the fucking Rock doing it because that's the other oh one that like, no. wants to do it. Yeah. No, 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 no,
1: no, no. Kratos has to curse and be like a badass. I don't fear the Rock.
2: Yeah. Well, does Kratos curse? I don't know if Kratos curses because Kratos he's, is very... He's, like, a man of the, he's a man of God. He doesn't curse. Yeah, he's a very <laughs> trying to act calm and whatnot, but... Yeah, he, he definitely went on for a long time. He's a strange-looking dude. Definitely got a lot of plastic surgery, but nice suit, and uh, I thought that was cool. He, and he had somebody that also had a gold suit in the stands that we thought was uh, Goro Majima from Yakuza. Because there was a guy, <laughs> that who, guy, dude, he had a gold alligator skin jacket, which is like the same. He even had gloves on. He looked fired. I'm not going to lie. He did kill that shit. I
1: was like, oh, shit. He, he was just missing the eye patch. That's the also, eye patch. And another thing with Christopher Judge, he did get to meet Al Pacino, which is pretty fucking cool. And Al Pacino, like literally not giving a fuck was pretty funny yeah. too. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that was, that was that was good. There there were some good moments. They had good talent ish like kind of going up to to announce the awards. I think when when Keegan Michael Key came up, he was significantly less funny than I thought he would be. But I guess it's because he's doing like the Mario movie too.
1: I, I always thought he was the least funny of the two. I thought Jordan Peele was always was oh. funnier.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm way on the opposite, but that's, I guess, also the kind of characters that they were in the clips.
1: Yeah. But, but uh, anything anything else stood out to you? I mean, there was that random kid at the end of the yeah, no, no, we'll Miyazaki speech.
2: Yeah, <laughs> we, uh, we'll talk about that. I actually got exactly what he said, so we can go okay. through that, because it was hard to hear when we were just watching it, but I've got the details on that. The only th- other things I guess I will say is, looking at the way that they do these nominations with best sports and racing game and it being Gran Turismo 7, those need to be separate categories. I don't think 2K and FIFA should be going against Forza and Gran Turismo. Forza wasn't this year, but I'm just saying it as an example. I don't even see how those are really related. So, go ahead. I just think maybe there wasn't enough racing games. Yeah, I mean, just separate it, though. Probably, it probably wasn't enough sports sports games either, but Mm -hmm. you can either... You can find four or five, I guarantee. Or... You can just have it be like two or three games. That's okay. They're just... I don't know. That was a weird one for me. I was like, these are so... They're just not similar at all. Definitely. And then also one thing I just want
1: to get off is... Uh, this is definitely the best game awards I've ever seen out of like every single one. For, I, guess, I think for... I think for overall, like, I don't think the ads were not... They were, the ads weren't like too cheesy. There wasn't like the, the, the Doritos Pope. There wasn't the Gillette... Razorblade guy. Granted, we did skip a lot That's of That's what
2: I was going to say. This is the first but, year that we didn't watch it live though, so we skipped through all the ads, which was fire. Yeah, but the ads were they didn't seem bad. They were all just
1: like game. They were game ads. They, they were weren't Nintendo like Nintendo ads. They were all Nintendo ads, but there wasn't like obnoxious product placement. There, and there was enough I mean there's part you got to pay the bill, so there's going to be a little bit of product placement throughout the show, but I thought it was done the most tastefully and the announcements were the best. And, I mean, the award results are, like, probably the least important thing for me when it comes to the game awards. Like, obviously, you know, I wish God of War Ragnarok would have won, but, like, do I give a fuck that Elden Ring won? I mean, congratulations, Elden Ring. I mean,
2: it's, we also it's not... Everyone we also knew, knew that is yeah. the game of the year. Like, even playing it and not finishing it, you know, like, all right, this is the game of the year. That's fine. Yeah, so it's, it's not that big of a deal.
1: So the awards, like, themselves are probably the last thing I'm concerned about, but I thought the performances weren't too, there was only two. So they weren't like bad outside of the game of the year award thing. They do before the nominees, which is fucking always fire. I do love that. But like the Hozier doing the God of War thing, I thought it was kind of cool. He fits the vibe of the, of the game. You know, it kind of looks like Nordic and shit like that. Halsey did her weird little Diablo, like devil thing, but it wasn't, you know, I don't think it was obnoxious. I don't think it was bad.
2: Yeah, I agree. And the announcements, I mean, which we're going to get into. The announcements is really why it was so good. Exactly. So you want, you want to hop in these announcements? Yeah, let's do this one by one. We'll circle back, see if we have anything to say about them, and then continue from there. So first thing, Final Fantasy sixteen now has a release date with a new trailer. Final Fantasy sixteen will be releasing on June twenty second, 2023. And there is an asterisk that was at the bottom of that screen, which I'll add in here, that it said it will only be on PlayStation 5 until... 12 31 23 so it's not saying it will come to pc at that date it's just saying its exclusivity is to that but we know with final fantasy 7 kind of terms and conditions have changed so just throwing that out there too that when you're watching these things and you see that release date make sure you look at the bottom of the screen because the same thing was on silent hill 2 so they make sure Mm -hmm. that they don't have it in big letters but just be on the lookout so yeah final fantasy 16 in summer we kind of knew this I don't know if you have anything else to say. They, I think this was kind of talked about in an interview prior to Game Awards.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. Like, we were talking about with Square Enix for spoken. I think that they Square Enix makes, like, pretty decent combat focus games, and then I feel like Final Fantasy is like kind of like what they pour their heart and soul into in yeah. terms of making it fleshed-out worlds, better characters. So I think that I would probably be picking up Final Fantasy 16 unless it gets, like, terrible reviews that it's, like, broken and ass but it definitely seems like a game I'll dip my toes into used to used it correctly
2: coming from creative business unit three terrible name worst terrible development team name, name.
1: <laughs> but yeah that'll but be yeah. cool
2: that looks good they showed the gameplay trailer showed a lot of these summons and the summons look really cool
1: yeah and I do like that all the summons carry over from all the final fantasy games it's kind of like the only one connective tissue between them so that's that's always a cool
2: thing to see yeah I agree. All right, so let's go. Do you have anything else on that one?
1: No. Final Fantasy 16 is kind of like a, uh, in terms of my excitement on level one to 10, I'm kind of like at like a six and a half, seven. Like I'll play it, not too excited about it. Not the biggest Final Fantasy guy.
2: Yeah, I feel that. And then, yeah, there's going to be a lot of these. That's like one or two lines, just quick info. So some of them don't need to be broken down. Some of them will definitely be broken (laughs) down. But so moving on to this next one here from Software. Has revealed that they're doing Armored Core Six. It's called Fires of Rubicon, and Armored Core Six will be releasing in 2023. It was kind of just given a year, and it was a cinematic trailer. I thought it looked cool. I haven't played the Armored Core previous games, but while we were watching the intro, we're just saying that it's kind of impressive. If it does hit a 2023 release window, then they are like really pumping them out. But I know that they like make their games kind of simultaneously.
1: That has to be it because there's no way that like they started making this game in fucking February when Elden Ring was done. But it's still very impressive, like the efficiency that From Software is like working at right now, just pumping out. And not only like they're just pumping out games, they're pumping out like quality games. Like all of their games are well regarded, and you know, I'm excited to see what they do with Armor Core. Um, I hope it's more casual or more action oriented than the Souls games. I doubt that it will be, but that'd be fun if it was more like, you know, accessible for me and my uh, my gaming abilities.
2: Yeah, I feel that. I think it looks really good and I yeah, accessible is a good word for it because even if it's not difficult like Souls kind of stuff, even if it's more accessible. I hope it's a little bit different from previous mecha games because they've always I don't know what it is. There's always been something about them that has kind of put me off. I always think they look cool, but it's normally when I play them that Maybe it's the way that the power dynamic works, where you're in a mech, so you should theoretically be really strong, but everything else is like a bigger mech, so you're not. And I think I was always like confused by that.
1: Yeah. I mean, Mech Warrior Online for fucking Xbox, the original Xbox, fucking God tier. Me and Austin used to play that shit all the time. It was literally the funnest game. We, it was, I don't know what the game mode was now looking back on it, because, you know, you're just a kid. You're just playing the game. But it would be like me and him split screen you are a guy and then you can get out of your mech if your mech dies and run into another mech and then just like you just have to fight waves of mechs and you just keep on going and it was a fucking awesome game they had like a city you can destroy obviously i think armor core is going to be more story based than that but I-, I have good memories of mech games titanfall 2
2: it was also a fun game that i played And it has mechs, technically, right? It does have mechs. I would say that I, I would think of Titanfall as an exception because you're really a person who can get into mechs. I think I could be wrong, but I think armored core is like you're you're like mostly a robot, not even necessarily a person controlling it. So then that's where yeah, I like
1: the mechs where I like the games where you are a person, you can leave your mech suit and then there's like a vulnerability that's aspect cool. of it. That's what's that's what makes mech games cool. If you're just a robot then yeah it kind of loses its luster because at the end of the day you're just a bigger human because you can't be like invincible.
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah that's true. So we'll see. I wanna say too when I see and we'll hear a lot of release dates and windows and stuff. But I, I wonder what the percentage here is of games that are actually going to hit what they say. I'm going to guess around 50% are going to be delayed. Or we'll not see. You, so you, say.
1: So why don't we do this? Final Fantasy, you think it's hitting?
2: Yeah, Final Fantasy is hitting. Final Fantasy is hitting for sure. For sure. Armor Core? Armored Core is not hitting 23. You don't think it's no. hitting 23? Armored I, Core hitting 23. I can see it.
1: I think it will. I believe in From. I believe in Miyazaki yeah
2: i mean yeah we'll see so moving on hades 2 got announced with a gameplay trailer hades 2 will be the first sequel from studio super giant games and will be released in early access in 2023 early access right yeah that's the thing
1: early access is never a good sign for me personally being on the console front we're not really used to dealing with early access games that's true that's more of a pc kind of thing but
2: I just the don't, idea
1: of early access doesn't sound too appealing to me.
2: I don't like the way that it's touted. And it's a, if it's a multiplayer game, I understand. If it's single player, I don't understand it as much. Because even the way that they said it was like, oh, we're going to do this in early access so we can make the game alongside with player feedback. I hate that. We're not fucking making your game. If it's Make, multiplayer, your vision. if it's multiplayer, I get it a little bit more because you need feedback on balancing and what's good and what's not and you want to craft that. But for something that's going to be a single player experience where somebody's going to play it and have a first impression, giving them early access is just going to mean that they're not going to enjoy it as much mm-hmm. whenever it fully releases like Joel was saying. I mean, we can wait until it says that it's fully released. But I say that putting air quotes around it because a lot of games now will release and just be like, oh, well, let's just throw a beta at the bottom right corner so we act like it's not done. So I, the, the most surprising thing for me here was just that they're making a sequel. But even though Supergiant games are normally very well received from critics, I've never enjoyed them that much. So this didn't do too much for me.
1: Yeah. I mean I played Hades. I think I probably played it from like uh, like eight to ten hours. I enjoyed it. It was the super massive game I've spent the most time with. I think what I'm most disappointed with this studio is that what was cool about Supermassive is they never made a sequel to anything. They always made a new game. And that's usually super what the giant. spirit of you Super, said giant, super Massive. Bad. That's Corey. My bad, my bad, my bad. Super giant. What was always cool is that they made a new game and like uh that's that's what's cool about indie games and as a whole that they have that cool creative spirit about them you never really know what the next project is going to be making it just a basic sequel not a basic sequel but you know what i mean like making a sequel to a game kind of like you know not that exciting you i mean i'm assuming this is going to play just like hades maybe i mean it's a new character so maybe a little bit of new abilities and stuff like that but they probably also realize that Hades was probably their best-selling game, so they're like, well, shit, let's
2: make some fucking
1: money, and then hopefully the game after Hades 2 is a new, creative thing.
2: Yeah, and that makes sense, because sequels are awesome when it's something we're invested in, and we're ready for the next one, and it's... Their games are not ones that we're really super into, so yeah, seeing a sequel for it is just like, okay, well, unless I ever get back to the first one, it's not going to do much for us.
1: Exactly. Is it coming... Well, I guess it is coming out in 2023. It has a fucking early access, but...
2: Yeah, it doesn't have a date, but... I I mean, yeah, that one, I don't know. Like you said, because it's early access, it's like, yeah, I mean, they can hit that because they're not releasing a final product anyway. Yeah, but move along. All right, so Ghost Story Games, this is one of the huge ones for us. So Ghost Story Games finally revealed their first game, Judas. Judas comes from Ken Levine, the creator of Bioshock and will be a narrative-driven first-person shooter set in space. The official press release reads, A Disintegrating Starship, A Desperate Escape Plan. You are the mysterious and troubled Judas. Your only hope for survival is to make or break alliances with your worst enemies. Will you work together to fix what you broke or will you leave it to burn? This of course follows the information that we got earlier about a game being set in space that features different factions and choices for a branching story where Ken Levine hopes players will all kind of experience a slightly different story. Now it's extremely exciting. Obviously because Bioshock is our favorite game, but I I think that we watched it and it's super hype and exciting, but I'd still hit it with like some skepticism because I think because it's Ken Levine, it'll, it'll be fantastic. I don't really, this is a little bit different where I don't think because it's him in a different team that I'm like, Oh, it's not going to be good. I still think it will be very good, but there's a couple of things that just, you know, I'm, I, I'm aware of and are exciting, but I want to be careful about, right? So the first thing would be, when he says that there's different factions and he kind of wants people to make choices that's going to branch the story. When I originally first heard this, I was like, okay, great, cool. It's going to be some probably very large game. And I it didn't strike me as like an FPS narrative driven because when I think of like a bunch of branching things, I think of like, okay, well, it's either going to be an open world or an RPG or maybe it's just story, that kind of thing. The reason why I bring this up is because let's not forget that the original vision of Bioshock Infinite was you would decide which faction you wanted to go with and that would create the levels and the story moving forward. (laughs) And then that was scrapped and the game gives you a linear story. Mm
0: -hmm. Now, Bioshock
2: Infinite was amazing, fucking absolutely fantastic. I'm not saying it wasn't so good, but I'm saying that he has said this about a game before where there are factions and he wants choices made, but then Infinite was famous for if you go back and look at really early videos of the levels, they're very different because they couldn't really find a way to do that successfully. So they cut that and made it more linear. Mm -hmm. I bring that up with this too, because I I was kind of surprised like how similar it looks to Bioshock, not at all in style, but like it's first person and you have powers. And so like, I was like, Oh, you know, that's sick, but it, it felt close to that. But then, you know, there's the little weird thing, too, that like, if you know about Bioshock's whole story, I'm like, is this connected or is this not connected? It's not the same studio, and there is a Bioshock 4 supposedly being in development, but this is also still Undertake too. So, I don't know. It's weird. I've been rambling a little bit. I am very excited. I think it looks fantastic. I want to hear what, what you have to say about it.
1: I am completely hyped and completely bought in. Will it bite me in the ass? We'll find out when it comes out, well, but I'm fucking i think this game is gonna be like a fantastic game
2: i do too i i think i have skepticism but like i think it's like i have skepticism only because it's something related to like something that's so important to us but like mm-hmm. it looks it looks phenomenal
1: and also i do want to preface this i i am a little biased because i just literally like bioshock like mark said is our favorite is our favorite game like it's 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 the game that like made me be like, oh, like I'm going to play video games like for the rest of my life. It's also the game that like when we think about game like, man, am I ever going to play anything as good as like our favorite game? And I mean, you know, we play games that, you know, sometimes touch on that Death Stranding, which is also we're going to talk about later on in the show. Kind of reaches those heights too. Red Dead Redemption 2. There's other games that sometimes touch that, but it's Bioshock has always been my number one, clear number one, never, ever faltered in that I'm very hyped for this game. I had literal goosebumps while watching the fucking trailer. I was like, what the fuck? Like, cause we didn't this, we didn't expect this at all. Like when we were talking about what we would think would be at the show, uh, I, I did, I was like, Oh, maybe we would see Bioshock Four, not this just because this game has been like kept under wraps for so long. We didn't know a name. We, like you said, we heard little leakings and stuff like that, but Nothing too substantial, and then the fact that they gave us like a proper trailer, not just like a fucking teaser, like when you mentioned when we watched it, that is like was like kind of like is like a full blowout. I don't like that there's no date attached to it. That was a little a little like no underwhelming.
2: Either no
1: year, no nothing. So that was a little underwhelming. But overall, like the this does look like a Bioshock game. It's like another Bioshock. I am interested to see if it ties in. I did also tell you that it kind of gave me a little bit of Deathloop vibes with the wording because it's like, are you going to break the circle? Are you going to break the thing? So I'm interested to see what it is going to be because of the multiple and like the endings Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Is it going to be a short? Is it going to be shorter than we expect? Because so that way you're supposed to play it over multiple times. Like I'm interested to see what creativity that Ken brings to this. I hope it's not a carbon cut copy of Bioshock. It has a lot of elements clearly from Bioshock with like the powers and the shooting and even the art design, like the horse villain character kind of looks like a big daddy, which looks fucking awesome. So I'm just very excited for this game. This is definitely like my most anticipated game.
2: Yeah, I think that yeah, most anticipated game. I'm extremely excited for it. I I think there is one other game that we're going to talk about that. I have a little bit more confidence in just in the sense that there's a sequel <laughs> yeah exactly like there's nothing worrying me about that and it's with that consistent team thing i said so with, yeah yeah with this i think it's with the death loop stuff i agree with the like will the the loop stuff thing. but then when we were watching it first i also was like okay that sounds really similar to to will the circle be unbroken from bioshock infinite so i'm like i don't know if it's i mean i'm sure it's I'm sure it's supposed to not be connected, or at least I'm sure that's going to be the presentation. It could that be,
1: because 2K is publishing it, well,
2: th- so it could. It could, but I'm saying I bet you that I could totally see them trying to like throw the veil of like it's not connected, but mm-hmm. it is connected. And so, like you're saying, there are definitely some similarities with Bioshock, like it's first person, you have the powers, but it's not just those things, it's other stuff that's in the environment, too, where you see there's like turrets and mechanical stuff that you can probably control. You have automaton type of characters, like you were saying with like the horse type of character and you're going to meet different people in this world that are going to affect it and choices and stuff. So, I mean, that's a, that is a tried and true formula for those first three Bioshock games were fantastic. I think that it has been a long time since those games. And so the only thing that, I think kind of has to be updated is the gameplay. That's it. Everything else can be the same because those things are timeless. Great story, great world, all that kind of stuff. But it has to play like well or it has to feel decent.
1: I do think that Bioshock plays well. I I am also realizing I'm entering my old man stage of life where it's like I like the old things that I played and I think that they would play well and I don't want things to change. No, I mean, I, I, I love it. I just, yeah. Cause my little brother, I had him play Bioshock, and he was like, "This plays like ass," it, and I was like, "This broke my heart."
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it's it, it sucks to think about because it's still all the way up for me at the top, but it's it's at the top for me now for world building, creativity, and story. The gameplay is good, but it's not anything. But I recently
1: right? played I platinum Bioshock during the pandemic. I platinum well, I platinumed the Bioshock remake when it came out originally, but then during the pandemic, I platinum Infinite and Bioshock Two. And again, like, I'm like, this plays perfectly fine for me. Like, I like I, I, thoroughly enjoy it. I think it handles well. I think it does what it, I think Bioshock does what it does well with the powers and the guns and, and everything like that. I mean, obviously, I think it could be more fleshed out. Maybe, like, you know, I, the, the only thing that does concern me is that the powers that we did see displayed were all previous Bioshock powers. And I would want them to be new and different. Obviously you're gonna have your fireball obviously you're gonna have the electric power but outside of that I don't want too many similar things I would like new powers yeah so that's the only thing that could be a little concerning
2: yeah, that's fair that's where that like that that kind of notion that you're that you're talking about is is where all of my skepticism comes from where I'm like I know we'll be fantastic, but I want to make sure that I'm tempering my expectations because there are a lot of things that are not like oh that's kind of like Bioshock you're like that is it's just we're in space which is fantastic but let's be careful about it because yeah like you're saying you see electricity and you see fire and the weapons you see a pistol and you see a crossbow. And then the late
1: and the enemy that you're fighting has a wrench, which is very famous for Bioshock One. I don't know if you picked oh, up on that. Is
2: it a wrench or a hammer? Because a hammer is supposed to be like important in this, because the main girl has a hammer and that was like the logo.
1: No, the enemy that you fought had a wrench. I don't know if it's like Ken Levine being like, I'm fighting Bioshock personally. Gotcha. The new one. Yeah. But maybe. But yeah, so there's I mean, there's a lot of similarities to it. I would like to hear Ken speak on it more and get more a uh, I would want to and don't want to at the same time. Like I'd rather go and like just blind play it, but I would like to hear a little bit. I want to hear how it differentiates itself from Bioshock from him.
2: I agree. I think that I would like to imagine it's going to be something creative, different, and groundbreaking. But my expectation is it will be like the most solid ten to twelve hour FPS standard no- story that we're gonna get i think it's gonna feel like a game from like early 2010s but it'll be like fantastic that's even the sense i got watching the trailer like the trailer was like a trailer you would get in early 2010s where it's like you're seeing stuff about the world and you see like some glimpses from gameplay perspective and then it's like everything's getting crazy and then it kind of cuts but you don't really know like what you're doing really like when is it coming out
1: I don't mind the old school, like, linear style of games. No, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's what I expect. So, yeah, because, I mean, what the mo- a modern game now is just open world and boring.
2: Well, I'm not saying that, I mean, that's specifically saying a negative thing. I'm just saying that I'm wondering what... our
1: open world. The, the boring part was unnecessary. But a modern game is now open world. Or
2: just, like, I'm wondering what's, like, the creative thing. Like, what is the thing that makes this, like you're saying, differentiates it? Because I'm not just saying make it a standard, whatever, big, but, like... I was kind of surprised watching it being like, wow, this is like really similar. Like down to art style gameplay and everything. Like even the story sounds kind of similar. Like you're going to be in a broken starship and you're going to meet characters along the way and make some choices. I'm like, this sounds really similar. Space and underwater kind of have similar vibes. So yeah. But we're going to see. I mean, it'll be great. It'll be great. It's
1: going to be something. It's going to be something. It's going to be, going to be I mean, it's... It when, I mean this is a game when it drops like this is a game that will definitely get spoiled so you definitely take your days off of work and make sure you beat it only this if is it a gets game. a 10
2: we've talked about this only if it gets <laughs> a 10 Callisto's not getting spoiled for anyone the hype doesn't That's- matter it's when the scores come out that people are like now we're gonna well story leaks can be different because some games have their stories leaked prior but even then I don't think those get bolstered and supported unless they get great reviews like Last of Us Mm -hmm. Part 2, the story leaked beforehand, and that did get ruined for a lot of people, but that game famously, of course, is like 10 great reviews. The newest of Plague Tale, that story leaked before the game came out. I didn't see it anywhere, because it's not a 10. Yeah. Yeah. So, And then God of War just got fucking reamed. But you're right. We're gonna have to be careful with this. I hope it's good. I don't want another Callisto.
1: I I don't think this is gonna be Callisto. I don't think Glenn Schofield and Ken Levine are on the same level. I agree. I don't think they are either. So, I'm... So I'm not, I'm not worried about that aspect. I understand what you're saying where it's like people leave and then they make something that's similar to what they were famous for and it's just not come out just the same way. But I do think – I think Ken Levine has spent enough time in, away from games that like hopefully he has a – like, you know, he comes at it like this is his first game. Like that, like, you know, that you always got to try like it's your first time. You know, like bands – when they like stop making music for a minute and they want to make a new album. And it's like, we got to have the same energy like we did on our debut. And I think that he's going to come at Judas with that same energy that when he made Bioshock one, I don't granted Do so. I think this is going to be better? Do I think this is going to be better than Bioshock the original? Probably not because that's a, that's a great, amazing all time classic game plus nostalgia. I don't think that anything really can top that. Cause it's like, It's been clouded for me.
2: But, I mean, let's also pay attention to the... And I know we're going to talk about Bioshock a lot, but y'all are going to have to enjoy it. You're going to have to deal with it, Because I agree with everything that you said, but to add to it too, Bioshock did have a very unique creative essence to it. There weren't a lot of games at the time, or even since then, that were able to do first-person shooting, guns in one hand, powers in the other hand, but it feels balanced, feels correct, is very interesting. Give me two seconds. You can keep on talking because I gotta unlock my door. And can create the the world that it has. So I think that the the creative nature of it is important to make sure that I think what I'm trying to rant on here is... Let me me take this back a second. When I think about Ken Levine's past, right? He's famous for System Shock 2, which is excellent. And then he goes on and he does Bioshock, also excellent. But when you think about System Shock 2 Bioshock, there is a big jump there. Like, it is still... You know, I mean, the name Shock is in them, but they're not very similar. System Shock is a lot more sim, like, a lot more sim, picking up, like, every item around and computer rpg like one of those hardcore
1: kind of games exactly
2: so it is a very different my thing seeing this is just that so far it does look very similar in the main gameplay beats which can still be excellent but it's not going to be groundbreaking if it's not like a shift of some kind and ken levine is not glenn Schofield. ken levine is better but glenn Schofield totally did just pull like a well i had a greatest hit so here's this and i'm really hoping that this that's not the case for this But we're gonna see. I'm like I'm super excited at the moment, but I was super excited for Callisto too, so I want to be careful.
1: But yeah, but I
2: think even like Hideo, like he did it with Death Stranding, like he left, but he makes a new game. Death Stranding is way different than Metal Gear Solid, like the way it plays. That's what I'm saying. There's a huge shift there. Yeah. Like, he broke ground when he did Metal Gear, and then he did all the Metal Gears, right? And then he does Death Stranding. Death Stranding is way different. But he was also somebody who was consistently releasing. Ken Levine's been gone for a full decade. That's the biggest thing that this game can suffer from, is
1: feeling old. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's going to affect me because I'm also old now. Well, but I can see like new young people playing it and be like, "What the fuck? This game is like from like tw- two thousand eight. This shit
2: sucks." I think that it could be an excellent return to that, and it can be really fun, and we can enjoy it in our in our nostalgic view. But I think I I for me at least personally, I'm more so specifically saying that for it to break into those like top new games that I'm just like always going to remember, it has to do something somewhat groundbreaking like death stranding is all the way at the top because i've never experienced a story unfold like the way that. that that did and it that game is so unique and it's gameplay and all there's so many things but mm-hmm. basically yeah for it to hit that kind of high it would have to do something where i'm playing and i'm like fuck like i don't know if i've felt this before so
1: we're gonna see yeah but, yeah, this is definitely on the on the on the watch. Like jo- whenever anything drops for this, I'm going to be interested. Yeah, jaw right?
2: was dropped when I was watching it. But it's yeah. crazy. I don't know because even now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, when you see Judas like in the mirror, like she's hurt and all that. I'm like, Elizabeth, you do the same thing as Elizabeth. Yeah, I don't know. That's where I'm like, is it related? We're going to find out because I'm like, it can be, and that could be a good explanation for it. Like if Judas is like a, you know, like a different version of Elizabeth. Could be. So, yeah. I mean, you got the I hammer, you got the wrench, you got will the circle be unbroken. You got, you know, it's a lot of stuff that add up, but we're going to see. I think
1: everybody while playing this game is going to be looking for those Bioshock connections. So. Yeah, that's true. I'm not necessarily hoping that that, I hope it's separate. I hope it's I separate too.
2: I want to be surprised. Like I want it to be not what yeah. I expect
1: it to be. Exactly. Which. And I think, I think it will, because I don't even know what I'm expecting from it.
2: Yeah. I I think, I think I didn't know what I was expecting from it, and now I'm going into it thinking it will be like it's based, like to me. I'm like this is the next Bioshock, essentially, mm-hmm. unless yeah. we play it and it is, it's structurally very different or the story is very different. Yeah. So, but we'll we'll find out when it. We're comes gonna up. find out because yeah, we're gonna find out because now I'm thinking about all these other fucking things. I'm thinking about how I always this is separate. But when I talk about Marvel and I'm like, when stories hit that one thing, you can't do anything else. I'm wondering if that's the problem here, too, even though it's not. Well,
1: it's a new thing. So I think that's that's yeah. why it's going to it will be better. Yeah, we're going to
2: see. I'm like excited. Bioshock 4. Excited. I
1: think it's, this game is going to be better than Bioshock 4, I think. I'm still excited to play Bioshock 4 as well.
2: I would love for them to come out in the same year because I would like to compare them close to each other. Yeah. Because what I've heard, or what we've heard, about the setting of Bioshock 4, that setting sounds a little bit more interesting than the setting of this to me. Yeah. Because this would be space in, it seems like, again, I know this is not a Bioshock game, but it's, it, this is would be in space at, it doesn't seem like there's any discernible year or like decade from the trailer, but the rumors we've heard of Bioshock 4 is like a 60s inspired like Arctic frozen over town. Yeah. So we're going to see. We'll find out soon. We'll find out. But let's get into the next which is game be, that was amazing. There's going to be just as fucking long of a discussion. So buckle up. Yeah. <laughs> so Death Stranding 2 has also been announced with a nice lengthy in-game cinematic trailer. Death Stranding 2 will continue the story of the first following Sam Porter Bridges and Fragile. The trailer also features Lou and Troy Baker who appear to who Troy Baker appears to be a new character, or at least a new version of a returning character. It's kind of undecided, but you know, it's him. Hideo Kojima also said that he had the second one written as the first one already released, but he had to, or he r- chose to rewrote, to rewrite the story after the pandemic. Cause he said he didn't want to predict any more futures like he did with the first one and like the pandemic. <laughs> and then also yeah. in the credits of the trailer, Elle Fanning, her name is seen. Which is indicating that this is the game that she's in that we've seen pictures and leaks for, even though Hideo Kojima did confirm that he has another game separate from this that he is working on. So we I wonder if it's that
1: Xbox game.
2: Yeah, it could be the overdose game that we've seen. Overdose, leak. yeah. Yeah. Um But so yeah, so we get a nice lengthy look at the trailer. It's a lot of in game cinematic, but that I like to I want to make sure I say in game because it's not like you know Diablo or one of those where it's like a beautiful trailer that has nothing to do with it. These are probably cutscenes we're seeing. Yeah, so it's definitely it's in-game cinematic, and they don't show gameplay. But I don't know if it's a game you need to show that. But it looks to I me mean, incredibly fucking interesting. And that first one was awesome.
1: I mean, yeah, like the, this is this is definitely these two announcements were very close to each other, mm-hmm. and they were just like the they this took, this when I was seeing this, I was like, oh, this is the best Game Awards. This is like the best. Like, thing I've seen, like, announcements wise, like, b- better than probably the last two, three E3s, like, better than the Sony showcases, better than the Microsoft showcases, just because of these two games coming from these two people. Like, Death Stranding 2, I don't know. It was kind of, it's been teased. And I mean, Norman Rita said we're working on the second one. So we kind of knew about it. But in my mind, it didn't feel real until it was like actually concrete, but, like, now it's like, oh shit, like this is real for real. And they're working with Guerrilla Games. I hope that it's another quick turnaround. They didn't have a release date they didn't on have it. A but, year I, either. but I could definitely see this coming out s- fairly soon. I can see this coming out at the beginning of 2024. Yes.
2: I could see that too. And I think that it is nice to see that when they show it for the first time, they didn't show, like, okay, here's a very small image. It was a four and a half minute. Like, this is definitely just, like, big... Not big story plot points, but I'm saying, like, they they have a lot to show, basically, is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. So they didn't just give you, like, some little skimpy teaser. They are like, you know, we got this. Here's it in full fashion. And then, yeah, we'll see when it comes out. I'm sure it'll be excellent when it does. I think that's a good prediction early 2024. The first one released in fall of 2019. So a couple of years, yeah, I could see it.
1: I could definitely see it. I mean... I don't know. Like, I was telling you, the thing that's most exciting about this game is, like, yeah, I have no idea what the gameplay is going to be. I have no idea who you're going to play as. I can definitely
2: see you playing as fragile. I don't know where the story is going to go is my thing. Like, I'm excited for it, but I don't know where the story goes. What I think or what my guess would be is that you're going to be going to other planets. That would be my guess.
1: Because it says, should we have connected? So, I feel like the connecting everybody is going to obviously backfire, and I wonder what that I wonder what the story is. I would also wonder what the original story was. And I also wonder if he actually did rewrite it because Kojima's... I feel like that's a pretentious Kojima thing. The only thing... Only that he can say that can come off like not... Like as a total douche being like, oh, I had to rewrite it because I'm tired of predicting futures. Yeah. But I wonder how different it was from his original vision. But I mean, I don't know. I was shocked to see this there. I'm very excited about like just where the story goes. Yeah, Just because the first game is just so mind bending and it like really hits the gameplay, the story, everything syncs up so perfectly. Like, I wonder what this is going to be.
2: Yeah, it definitely ends in a way where you don't necessarily need a second one. But yeah, wondering where it's going to go. I mean, the things that make me think it'll be other planets is that it's no longer bridges. It's a drawbridge. And then Mm -hmm. also Fragile gets like is asking him if he wants to join her crew but it's a ship that flies, which makes me think that they probably go to other planets.
1: I was thinking other countries. That's possible. too. Yeah, that's for sure. That's what I was thinking, but that's kind of the more easy one. The planet thing sounds cool.
2: Yeah, that would be the more easy. The thing is, is that that is nice is that we know with him and with this game, like it, it doesn't matter what we expect. We'll probably be surprised. I thought the, the character design was fucking insane. Some of the like, well, specifically Troy Baker's character. It's It's just like such a cool and unique design ominous yeah it's just really yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be good like this is one where i know no matter what it will be fantastic there's no shot there's no shot that it's not excellent which is great
1: yeah i mean i mean yeah this is this is very this yeah this was very exciting to see i was not expecting this at all but uh this and also is playstation ex- console exclusive i guess for a little bit right or i didn't see anything playstation no. tagged up with this trailer right i, it, I think
2: we... it will be just like death stranding one where it's only playstation for like a year or so no i think or like period because Death stranding never came to xbox yeah it's on game pass isn't it is it oh pc game i think pass, it might I be think, on maybe. pc but i don't think it's on xbox i think that was it's on game pass it might be just pc game pass okay gotcha but uh
1: but um, yeah. I mean, regardless of what platform it's coming to, obviously it's coming to PlayStation because PlayStation owns Death Stranding the name. So
2: yeah,
1: I mean, yeah. This is
2: oh, I guess it is. This yeah, is very I guess you're right, it. it is on Xbox. I didn't even know that.
1: Yeah, that's why they're making a big deal when it came to Game Pass. So it and came. All that stuff. It came to Xbox like
2: three In or four months ago. Huh. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, okay. So I didn't know that, but regardless, yeah. So it'll be at least coming to PlayStation first, right? And then I think that without question, this will be my most anticipated game. I think that when this comes out, this is one that I will have to take, like, a week off because this will get (laughs) spoiled. Absolutely.
1: Again, I don't think it will be just because how long it is and also the people. Like, this is not a normie. This is not a normie game, though. Games get 10s and they don't get, like, that pentiment game that fucking Xbox released. Yeah, but you know that was the universal like, that that 10 was an oddity. Yeah, but I think specific 10s I don't think the Death Stranding will get spoiled because...
2: I think if it gets just... a 10, it will get spoiled. All I'm saying is I'm worried about it. So regardless of if it does or yeah. doesn't, I'm just saying I'm worried about it because it's a, this is, God of War Ragnarok was probably the game I was most anticipating until it came out, and now this would be the next one. I, yeah. I get excited for new games that are like new IPs and stuff, but I'm always most excited for a sequel of a game I know I'm going to love.
1: Mm-hmm. So...
2: We're this see. is probably
1: definitely number two for me. A
2: Judas is number one, and then this is number two. I would say, I would say Judas is number one in parentheses and asterisk to the side, because of Callisto. I know they're different, but I'm gonna like that. Just has it to the side for me.
1: I feel you. I understand. So. I understand. Your logic makes sense, but I'm I'm just blinded. We're gonna see. But yeah, this is. I mean, yeah, this was. I love, I love Death Stranding. I played it. I've only I played it for the first time this year, and I platinumed it. So I'm excited to just dive into that world. It was a game that just kind of fully got its hook to me and just like enthralled me.
2: Yeah, that's a great game. I want to
1: play the director's cut. Yeah, that would be fun too. I might want to replay that before playing the the new one.
2: Yeah. All right. So moving on, we've got uh, Idris Elba has joined Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty in the new gameplay trailer. So. Phantom Liberty will be the expansion for Cyberpunk that'll be released in sometime in 2023. It's just given a year window. Iris Elba joins as a US vet named Solomon Reed, who is apparently the only person players can trust to help them fulfill an impossible mission of espionage and survival. They didn't say exactly what the story is, but it has to do a lot of with like, you know, like the US government and like presidential stuff, it looks like. And mm-hmm. I got through a decent portion of Cyberpunk, but I want to go back to it. And I really enjoy these games putting in more bigger, like, big names to get attached yeah. to it. So I thought that was just cool. I was like, okay, that's nice. I The thing is, too, is that in Cyberpunk, even though I played it for, like, 20-something hours, I never even got to where Johnny Silverhand comes into it. Keanu. Damn. So he doesn't come in until, like, a little bit later. I know he's a major portion of the game, but I, mm-hmm. I haven't got to whenever he comes in.
1: Oh huh. yeah, I mean I, I I dabbled very lightly in it because I played it on PS4, which was a little rough. I played it on PS4 Pro, which helped it a little bit, but it was still kind of a rough experience overall. And then I never dived into it on the I never dived into it because I was waiting for the PS5 version. And the PS5 version released this year, which wasn't that busy of a year, but it came out during like Horizon and stuff like that, which I didn't finish either. But it came out in a weird time. I am excited to play it. This does look cool. Like you said, I love like seeing major actors and video games. Like it gives it more credibility. And then also you just get better. You get better actors. You get better performances in the games. and I feel like it's only, it only is a positive for gaming, getting actual
2: actors. Yeah, I agree. I don't think there's anything negative about it. Yeah. But, I mean, I really don't have much
1: more to say about this because I haven't played the first one. I'm excited to play this. Hopefully, you know they release like a complete edition, and it's they like will. twenty
2: dollars. That has been announced that they'll release like a complete edition of the games. Perfect. But we already have the first one, so we wouldn't get that.
1: Oh yeah, you're right. I do have the PS5 version because I bought the PS4 version. Well, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I'll, I mean, it's cool for people who don't have it. Yeah, that's definitely fun for them. But uh, yeah, this this was this one looks interesting. Uh, I wonder how in-depth it's going to be because I do know the witcher expansion' I, I've, I've, I've actually heard people say the witcher expansions are better than the main game because they're a little bit more condensed so they're able to tell a more like concise story than like these open world kind of you know the story kind of goes all over the place because it has to last 40 hours or whatever so I'm interested to see it because it might be better I wish they would have done like a more edge runners kind of tie-in that would have been cool I know they did like a tie-in with like uh weapons and like a uh, gear and stuff like that, but a little edge runner story side off would be kind of cool.
2: Plus when you're doing one of those like open world games, that's massive. You do so much side stuff that you can like kind of forget. forget the yeah, story. Or you don't have the motivation to make it to the end of them. So yeah, hopefully it'll be good. And then we got star Wars Jedi survivor, which was announced with a March release date, which is really soon, which is nice. Star Wars Jedi survivor will release on March 17th, 2023 and the sequel will pick up five years after the original i haven't played the original but you did
1: oh yeah i'm this is also very this is probably one of my most hyped games for next year not overall for the generation but definitely very excited to play this next year i thought jedi jedi fallen order was probably the best star wars game i've ever played and this just looks like it's kind of building on it and it's better the story looks like it's probably going to be a little bit more darker and more intense uh i mean the gameplay, I saw new gameplay elements that I didn't see in the first one. I just hope that it has more exploration. I think uh, with Jedi Fallen Order kind of needed was a little bit more polish. This coming out so soon, hopefully it doesn't have the same polish issues that the first one did. But, I mean, I'm excited for this. I hope the combat, They, I hope they make it a little bit harder. Because it was Dark Souls light, but I hope they either give you the option to make it like good good options not just like give the enemies more health but make it more dark souls light in terms of making it harder because that was something that made jedi fallen order feel like you felt like a real jedi because it was like oh shit like this like this is hard shit to like fight these people i'm interested to see how they tie in main star wars characters i was talking actually with a co-worker that i hope they don't like bring back the original trilogy people too much because I what i liked about this it was like a side off there's only really one main character from the like main series and it's the big bads. So obviously you know you're gonna have to deal with dark vader and darth vader and the um the emperor so hopefully you only deal with that and i hope i'm not hoping i'm hoping that you don't fucking see han solo or fucking obi-wan kenobi i want it to be its own separate thing and tell its own separate story that's all i hope for the sequel
2: yeah and yeah hopefully it's good i want to i still play the the other one but like you're saying with the combat Again, back to first spoken is like, if you're going to do third person combat, you're going to know it's good when you get into something difficult and it holds up. Mm
0: -hmm. That's, I think,
2: always the true test. But yeah, that'll be good. And then we got a bunch here that we're going to rattle through. (laughs) So Diablo 4 is also arriving this summer. Blizzard has announced that Diablo 4 will be releasing on June 6th, 2023, and there will be a public beta announced soon as well. Yeah, I don't
1: that's it's have... great for Diablo fans. Yeah, uh, not really a big Diablo guy myself, but you know
2: it's coming to PlayStation, so that's that's always fun. I will say one thing that we can circle back on this later. When I was talking about will these games be releasing when they say they will or not, I'm still going to guess a fifty percent like actual land rate. But there's a lot of games that are supposedly releasing in summer, which strikes me as strange. Almost like summer is going to be like the. The, like, fall. I,
1: I feel like it's a reflection of all the delays we saw this year. And so there's only, like, a certain amount of... There's only a certain amount of space within the year. And, obviously, the fall months always have, like, the bigger releases. And you're going to have your tent poles. You're going to have your Call of Duty. Well, whatever their premium releases for this year. And so... And Starfield's coming out later on in the year. So I guess everybody's trying to find out their spacing. And obviously when everybody releases or says their release date, then release dates will shift and delays will ensue because they're like, oh, well, I don't want to release. Because what was the game that you said is releasing the same day as, um, fuck, there was a game that you were like, oh, that releases the same day as another game. And you're like, that's a really bad release date for it. I forgot exactly what game it was when it comes to my mind, we'll, we'll say it, but there's going to be a lot of that where like games are starting to release on the same day. And then p- companies are going to be like, well, I'm not trying to release on the same day as Jedi fall in order. I'm not trying to release the same day as the Harry Potter game. I'm not trying to release the same day as final fantasy 16. So we will see a lot more movement. I think now after all these release dates are being confirmed.
2: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to find out. So again, street fighter six has a release date. We'll be releasing June 2nd, 2023. Another summer game. I don't have much to say about Mm -hmm. that either. It was a cool looking trailer. Uh, I heard the beta was really good. And that's about it for that.
1: Yeah, I'm not not the biggest Street Fighter fan. It looks interesting as always, but you know, I think it's PlayStation exclusive. Correct? Yeah, I think that's correct. So
2: that's
1: cool. But yeah.
2: And then Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League includes Kevin Conroy as Batman and gets a release date. So Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League will be releasing on May 26th, 2023, one week before June, also a summer game. During the Mm -hmm. announcement, they paid tribute to the prolific Kevin Conroy, who has voiced the Dark Knight in various adaptations over the years and will be missed. I thought it was a really nice gesture to do that, but also just a really cool slice for the game to hype it up, to show Batman. It It looks good. And I mean, it's a great studio.
1: I mean, this game looks really good. In my opinion, I think it looks like this is another game where I'm hyped to play it. Um, I thought the way they did the Kevin Conroy, you know, RIP thing was very tasteful. I didn't know that he was voicing Batman in this game. I didn't know that Batman was actually in the game, to be honest. So that was kind of cool to have that confirmed. And this one is supposed to is this one fully co-op or is it like a Gotham Knights thing where you can play it solo?
2: I don't know. I want to say that this is mostly solo.
1: Mostly solo. So, yeah, I'm, I mean, the story of this game does seem a lot more interesting than most of the recent arc, like, than Gotham Knights and stuff like that. I I am interested to see how the characters play and how different they play from each other. But this is, you know, Rock City's, you know, they made the great Batman games. So I'm interested to see what they do with playing on the other side, being villains, and how they change that.
2: Yeah, I think that looks good. I'm excited for it. So moving on, we've got Tekken 8 showed a trailer with the return of a major character. So Jin Kazama's mother, I said it was her sister, but I was wrong. So Jin Kazama's mother, June, is showed in a cinematic section of the trailer while we get glimpses of gameplay including King, Paul, Lars, Law, and Jack 8. So Tekken is probably right up there with Mortal Kombat for me as favorite fighting games. That's why... I'm mentioning all the characters and I'm excited to buy it, but something kind of on on a side note to this is there was no release date, but there wasn't even a release year. The reason why this is really weird to me is that the creator of Tekken, Harada had released teasers and a bunch of shirts that he had sent to content creators that said, save Mm -hmm. the date on it with like, you know, (laughs) save the date D8. And it's like, okay, cool. Like it's December 8th and it's Tekken 8. But like, why is it say "save the date" when you're not even going to give a year? And it's a game that I don't understand how. Like, it would make a lot of sense if they were like, "Yeah, we have a date; it's releasing soon." Tekken Seven has been out for like a really long time, so
1: yeah. Honestly, I thought I thought this that was weird. I thought this is definitely a next year release. Yeah, like soon. I could uh, have I could have saw it as a spring release. Honestly, I
2: agree. So that was strange, but I wanted to make sure I added that in here because there's some streamers that I watch that are. Well, there's a streamer that I, I, I like a lot. His name is Eris, and he is a Tekken World Tour commentator, or he used to be. And so, like, he got shirts. He got shirts from mm-hmm. Harada that says save the date. And he's like, what the fuck? There's not even a year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And also, is Jin's sister a character, or did you just confuse? Maybe I confused them. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I confuse that Yeah. And so, either way, I mean, they showed her in cinematics. They didn't show her, like, fighting, but... They didn't show a lot of gameplay either. They didn't show, like, a match or what it would really look which like. Which is weird because they preface this
1: as being a gameplay
2: trailer. Well, they also said save the date, so... <laughs>
1: yeah, so they're out here bullshitting with Tekken, but yeah. I, thought, I think it looked great. Obviously, this is another, like, day... There's a lot of day one purchases that were Law had nunchucks,
2: there. which I think is weird because he doesn't... Like, that's not... A, they're in... Some of the Tekkens, like in Tekken Tag Tournament 2, you could have weapons, but that's not like a thing that's built into their moveset. So I'm curious how that mm-hmm. actually plays into it.
1: Yeah. And uh, Law is one of my favorites from the Tekken series, so I am interested to see how he plays.
2: Yeah. So that'll be cool. And then This one, I know you're, you'll have more to say about this than I will, but so Horizon Forbidden West, <laughs> Burning Shores the expansion was announced with a release date. So Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores will be releasing on April 19th, 2023 and will be set in Los Angeles. And I don't know how credible this is, but I saw that this will be a PlayStation 5 exclusive. Like they're going to bring Forbidden West to PC, but PC is not going to get this expansion.
1: Yeah, but it's also PS5 exclusive, so it's not even going to be on PS4. So I don't know if they're doing something... I don't know if they're doing something that's so technically, you know, important or like so different from the original game that makes it only PS five. But I mean, I'm excited. I gotta play. I gotta beat the original Horizon. But I don't know. It's I don't I don't understand Sony's fascination with Horizon. It's getting a lot of love, and it's getting kind of like it's they're almost killing the series before it even takes off in terms of being a classic series with how much content is being released from Horizon and. I mean, the expansion, I mean, it looks cool. The Hollywood symbol being engulfed within that one big robo dino is kind of cool. But other than that, um, other than that, I mean, the game, I mean, I'm excited to play it. I wonder what they're going to add new to it. I wonder what the story is going to be. Horizon Zero Dawn was a great game. Also, another game like Seafood that got kind of didn't get much love shown to it. In terms of not winning a single award which is kind of shocking but the original horizon had the same fate as well so
2: yeah i think i don't know sometimes when they do expansions like this the one thing that's positive for me as somebody who hasn't played it when it initially releases i'm like okay now that it's like a full package maybe i'll get into it but that really never that never materializes I think it's a nice... Especially
1: when the original game's so
2: long. That's the thing. And it's normally for games that are like that, like Witcher and stuff like that, where, okay, cool, there's an expansion, but the base game is so long that it doesn't really end up being that way. And I've tried to play Horizon Zero Dawn so many times and I've enjoyed it more every time I've played it and gotten a little bit further, but just not through to the end of it. But... Mm-hmm. We'll see. I know Again, I know that they're like very... They're very different games, but their close in release date is that this is also coming out i think the same week as Dead Island 2 that's what it now, was now i know they're very di- well i think this might be a different one cuz we only knew about this release date from game awards so there's a lot there's mm-hmm. a lot of games coming out but the reason why i'm mentioning Dead Island is that Dead Island 2 is also set in Los Angeles so I, the same week we're going to be getting like horizons version of LA and then we're going to be getting Dead Island's Hell A The fucking stupid ass thing that they're saying and so that wasn't at game awards but dead island 2 did have a showcase earlier in the week which was kind of booty but bringing that up for the for the los angeles thing yeah i mean
1: i mean i i do love the one thing that's cool about horizon is that it's a post-apocalyptic take on different parts of the country so it is cool to see like how they imagine the world will be when the apocalypse happens and how the nature overtakes it and all that stuff
2: yeah and so do you have anything else for that one uh no. I
1: mean, I'm excited for it, but yeah, that's all
2: I have for that. All right, so Crash Team Rumble is the new 4v4 multiplayer game coming in 2023. Originally teased with Wumpa Pizza Boxes, Crash Rumble has been revealed and will be released sometime in 2023. After the trailer, there's still some confusion as to what kind like what the game actually is. So there was a press release that I'll read and see what we can gather from it. So it says, "Slide, bump, smash, and bash as a team to be the first team to bank the most wumpa fruit in their drop zone while simultaneously defending the opponent team's drop zone." Players can play as a wide variety of characters from uh, from heroes and villains in the Crash Bandicoot universe. I think that based on this description, it kind of just sounds more like one mode than like a full game. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I mean, oh, you think it's a mode well, to a game? No, no, no. I mean, like, it doesn't sound like this is like that. To me, like, that doesn't warrant, like, a full game being made. I,
1: maybe it's a budget release. Maybe. Like 20 bucks, 30 bucks, 40 bucks. Yeah. Or free. I mean, if it's a multiplayer game, I think the best route for it to go is free to play because that's what the most successful multiplayer games are. So I can see that also, too, being a big part of it. But it looks interesting. I mean,. I don't like you said the multiplayer games coming in and out like it's not bad. It's like as long as they're good, yeah. it's like they have an engaging progression system. They got engaging ways like with their battle passes not being too predatory and just having cool and unique gameplay mechanics. And you know, I don't really know what a team rumble game mode would look like, but eh, it seems fun.
2: Yeah, I mean that's true. It's uh when you do a free to play game, you get the most amount of people in it, and that's important to just have a healthy amount of players. And Crash Bandicoot's a
1: cool world to play in. Like it's a cool idea. It's a I think it's a cool world to have a multiplayer game in. Obviously we saw that with the Crash Team Racing game. That was a huge success, so it could definitely carry over in the multiplayer space. Yeah.
2: The IP. That's true. That's true. We're gonna see. I would say Yeah, we're gonna find out. Hopefully it's free. Maybe it's a plus classic. So... <laughs> Hopefully. Um, all right, let's move along here. These next couple are actually, there's a lot here that I'm just kind of going to rattle off. I would say if you have anything that you want to say about these, you can, like, you know, I don't know, throw up your hand or give me some kind of symbol. Otherwise I'm just going to just rattle them off.
1: All right. You're good to go. Rattle away. Great.
2: So Warhammer 40k space Marine two got a gameplay trailer that'll be releasing sometime in 2023 on all next gen hardware. Celeste Creator's new game Earthblade was announced and that will be releasing sometime in 2024.
1: B- I am hyped for Celeste Earthblade cuz I do I did love our Celeste Earthblade. Celeste is the studio behind Celeste's new game Earthblade. Love Celeste. Great game. I thought the name
2: fits say. the SNES style <laughs> or like look of it. I thought the name was also dumb. So I mean it's, it, it would be a dumb name I think if it was a new game. That's true.
1: But it, when you said that, then it made sense that it was like an SNES game.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, and then Bayonetta Origins, Syriza, and the Lost Demon. I didn't play Bayonetta, so if I get these names wrong, cut me some slack. This new Bayonetta spinoff will be released on March 17th, 2023. That's the same day as Jedi Survivor. Um, yeah, that's was yeah, rough. Yeah, that is rough. And players will control a young version of Bayonetta 3's Syriza and Cheshire. Don't have much to say there. Mm -hmm. There's a Hellboy game announced with a stylish art style. It's called Hellboy Web of Word, and this will be releasing on all platforms, but currently has no release date. The game is said to be a roguelite action-adventure with an original story. Crime Boss Rock City is also announced. This comes from publisher 505 Games, which have announced... This which is a stealth action FPS that tasks players with becoming leaders of a criminal underworld in a fictional 90s Florida. The game also has a star-studded cast including Michael Madsen, Chuck Norris, Danny Glover, Kim Basinger, Danny Trejo, Vanilla Ice, and Michael Rucker.
1: This is definitely a very uh, this is a game where I'm like hyped to see like all the like actors in it. It kind of reminds me of like those old like movies like Ocean 11, like where you get like a bunch of like big names. So I hope it's like the Ocean Elevens of video games. That's all I'm hoping for. This it looks fun. Being a first-person shooter, that's that's a very easy. I feel like uh, that's like an easy game to make into a cool linear story. So hopefully it does that well, and this all this talent isn't put to waste. But I like Five Hundred Five as a publisher. I feel like they do good work.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think that that game definitely does look interesting. I would, as soon as the trailer started playing, I was like, all right, like you know. This gets good reviews, I'll buy this. So it looked pretty good. Definitely. Yeah. And so all right. So moving on from that, we've got Last of Us Part One gets a PC release date. That'll be coming to PC on March 3rd, 2023. Returnal will also be coming to PC sometime in 2023. And so let's let's actually continue to rattle through the other ones. Baldur's Gate 3 has a release window of 2023. Transformers reactivate is an online action game developed by splash damage, which looks cool. And when we saw it, I was like, they didn't, there was nothing really signifying that it would be transformers, but I saw a mech hit and I was like, what is this shit transformers? And it was, and then I lost it fucking like lost my <laughs> voice. Cause I screamed so loud. That was pretty cool. That was a good call. I
1: I did not think about it at all. Cause it does kind of have a darker tone than the transformers
2: like a uh, universe usually has. So mm. it, it seems interesting. Yeah. I think it'll... Yeah, I mean, it'll be good. So, let's see. We got that. And then... Focus Entertainment and Don't Nod the studio that was behind The Life is Strange Games has announced a new game called Banisher's Ghosts of New Eden. There is a single-player magic FPS called Immortals of Avium that was also announced. This one, I'll be brief, but I did want to mention that in a write-up for this, I saw that they were saying that it comes from Ascendant Studios which has a team comprised of vets that worked on Dead Space, Halo, and Bioshock. Fucking relax. Don't don't <laughs> assign that because you have a couple of people who worked on those. That's one of those things. That was really the one more so than the Ghost Games one that I wanted to bring up and say, like, let's be careful what we're assigning to these. Because, like, okay, you got people from all those teams. What does, what that, does mean? that mean? Which Are, are yeah. they actually Dead Space 1 or were they from Dead Space 3? Were they from yeah. Halo One or were they from Halo Four? Like, let's be careful what we're saying and how important, working on Bioshock One or two. How, how important were they actually?
1: That's true. I mean, this game—it looked a little generic. I wish they would have shown more because, yeah. like we said, like I was like, I don't know what the gameplay was. I know it's first person, but like I don't like—is it fast-paced? Is it trying to like tell a narrative story? Is it a little bit more slow? Is it Doom-like? Like, I felt like we needed to see a little bit more from this.
2: Yeah, no, I agree for sure. And then Remnant Two got announced for 2023 sometime. There is a game called After Us that got announced. Blue Protocol also comes out in 2023, which is an MMORPG. And then kind of wrapping this up with the other thing that is somewhat interesting. I try to make it a little bit top heavy is okay. There was a crasher at the end of the Game of the Awards or the Game of the Year speech for Elden Ring. So there's a kid who now you can see footage of seeing like where he came from. And he wasn't even like the same aisle. He just like walked up with the team. And so the kid followed the FromSoft team up for the Game of the Year award and crashed and said the following. He said, hey, my turn now. You know, real quick, I want to thank everybody and say I want to nominate this award to my reformed (laughs) Orthodox rabbi, Bill Clinton. Thank you, everybody. And then security came out and he was arrested right after that was kind of great
1: yeah i didn't i didn't i all i heard was bill Clinton at the end of his thing when we watched it live and i was like what the fuck just happened yeah he spoke so i was like spoke
2: so fast like you couldn't understand what was going on
1: yeah i mean that was weird i mean it's good that he got arrested because i feel like that was kind of a dickhead thing to do take that moment away from miyazaki winning game of the year i feel like that you know that's a big moment and it's and it's It was weird. The Game Awards had a weird opening and ending with Christopher Judge rambling on for like fucking 15 minutes and then this like random kid just like breaking it. It was a weird vibe at the beginning and end of it, but the show is the whole thing was amazing.
2: Definitely. Yeah, for sure. That was pretty much what we had. That was everything from the Game Awards. There were a couple of things that I did. Like, there were some trailers that didn't have any real updates, like Lords of the Fallen was there and stuff like that. I didn't include those because if there wasn't something really yeah. like, new, you know, it's, those aren't too it's big. There's just not much to cover.
1: Yeah, but overall, I think the Game Awards this year were fucking fantastic.
2: I didn't think about it when we were watching them, but with you saying it earlier, I am kind of surprised that there were no Xbox games.
1: I didn't realize it either until I saw an IGN article where they were like, Oh, the lack of Xbox games is a slap in the face to gamers.
2: Yeah, I mean no Starfield, no Redfall, no Avowed. No yeah. No
1: no nothing. Nothing from the Halo Infinite updates. Mm-hmm. No nothing from coalition. Nothing from initiative. Like it's I don't know, maybe they're trying to be quiet because they're getting sued at the Wazoo for this Activision deal, mm-hmm. so they're just trying to like lay low or something, but I thought that it was very odd to not have, and I and I have to, I suspect that it has to do with all the litigation that Microsoft is going through with this Activision deal, but even then, I don't know how that necessarily affects studios you already own. That's
2: the thing is, I would imagine I mean, they would still be working.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, they're still working. I'm saying like whether well, showing off what they have because I don't like, they're like, maybe they don't want to show off all their exclusives because then, then they're going to be like, well, look, we're, this is what Sony's going to be like, look at this. They got all this shit coming in. They're trying to buy more shit. Like, come on, this is a clear monopoly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So I feel like that explains probably why they're a little bit more quiet on it. But I think overall, everybody else had a really good showing. I think Sony had a very good showing. A lot of this stuff is PlayStation adjacent or PlayStation console exclusive, So it's very, it's exciting. It's exciting because this is all third party. So we don't really know a lot of still what first party has to offer, which is what we've kind of still been waiting on as a PlayStation fan base, just kind of figuring out what happened. I was disappointed. No factions, but that's really it for me.
2: Yeah. I thought it was yeah, I thought it was great. I, I I would just second pretty much everything you said. So it was a really good time.
1: Yeah, it was a great show. I mean, do you have anything else you want to you want to get talk about? I got
2: nothing else.
0: The Go for Bronze podcast is a production of Go for Bronze Media LLC, always striving for barely greatness. Hit us up on Twitter at GoForBronzePod. Instagram, GoForBronzePod. my dreams. That's right, we have. You can check us out on Twitch at GoForBronzePod. Also, our YouTube channel at GoForBronze. This is the big dog. Till next time.